So fucking what?
today. We're going straight into shit. But first, the good morning. Straight Fire says, Arnie, it's great to be here on this Thursday to listen to your wonderful show. Thank you, Straight Fire. You're the first one here. Douglas says, happy Friday Eve, my people. Hot Mama says, happy Friday Eve, ass. Mike D says, happy Friday Eve, ass. Keep on pushing. Oh, and good morning, Arnaldo. Well, good morning to you. Hangtown Jen says, yes, yes, my favorite fucking Metallica song. Happy today, ass family. Yes, uh, I, I played So What and The Four Horsemen. Why? Well, The Four Horsemen are talking about The Four Horsemen of the Apocalypse, and somebody's going to feel that wrath on this show this morning. Braddy Kid, good morning to you. Well, you're a trooper for putting up with me yesterday after I saw this story. I hope that you have a wonderful day. In front says good morning. Camera Die says good morning, ass family. Um, let's see, not being able to enjoy that song in the car was one of the hardest parts of having kids. Fucking baby years. The So What song, yes. Uh, Alicia says, good morning, ass family, and hello from Disneyland. Wow, hey there, Mickey and Minnie. Hee-hee. <laughs> uh, uh-oh, should I listen on an empty stomach? No, I'm strapping in if I need to strap on, too. Ghost in Nevada says, I'm here, too. Stuck at home, got a little sick one, haven't slept all night. Well, I am very sorry for that. So yesterday, running errands, doing a bunch of things. We're out in Arlington. We come back home, have to run a couple errands. Didn't get home till like 6 or 7 last night, about 6.15. We were gone at like noon. So we get home, <sighs> sitting down. And I found the story. I found the story when we were running errands. And I finally got to see the clip for something that is airing on television tonight. George, who smells like a lot of puss, I'm sorry, Stephanopoulos, is going to be doing a, a sit-down interview with Alec Baldwin, that shit knuckle, for the first time tonight. And we have clips. Uh, why is it not playing? Oh, come on and just fucking play, for Christ's sake. Okay, how about if I reload? There we go. Now I gotta find it again. Damn it to hell. Oh, here we go. She was someone who was oh, loved I don't by care about her. Who worked with and liked by that, everyone who worked with and admired. Hey, here we go. Here's the fake tears. Oh God. Oh my God. I'm crying. Get ready. I mean, even now, I find it hard to believe that. It just doesn't seem it doesn't seem real to me. No, she's dead. You killed her. You haven't said much in public since that tragic accident. Why speak out now? For the first time. I think the big question, and the one you must have asked yourself a thousand times, how could this have happened? You've described it as a one in a trillion shot. 
and the gun was in your hand. How do you come to terms with that? It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. Huh? You never pulled the trigger. No, 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 no. I, I no, would never no, point no. a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. What did you think happened? Hey! How did a real bullet get on that set? I have no idea. Someone put a live bullet in a gun. I've recorded it. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. Really? Really? You have found the gun the liberals have been talking about for oh so long? The gun that fires itself? And by the way, I'm not even that mad at, at, at Alec Baldwin. What I'm mad about is the state of journalism today. How do you not have a follow-up fucking question that says, well, then how did the gun go off? No, really? Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. Really? No, I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. You would never do that. No, you would never do that. You've never done that in one of your movies. Really? I've scared the damn dog off. I am so fucking sick of this shit. Own up to what you did. I won't call you a murderer, even though you are one, more so than Kyle Rittenhouse. You picked up a gun on set. You aimed it at someone. There are multiple witnesses that said you pulled the trigger, and now you're saying... Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger. How did it go off? And George Stephanopoulos... Boy, let me just tell you this right now. I will slap the taste out of his mouth. I will hit him so hard, his mother can't taste shit anymore. You didn't ask the follow-up. How did the gun go off? And I, look, I, I, I saw it went online last night, and they got some asshole. Well, these triggers can be pretty sensitive. You still have to have your finger on the trigger for it to go off. I, I mean, seriously, you're not going to be, look, look, hey, Alec, you dumb fuck. My buddy Jason, he texted me this morning, we were talking about baseball, and he said he's going to listen to the first hour of the show. And I said, well, strap in, because it's going to be a bumpy ride. He goes, I would, I would empty my 401k to see you fight Alec Baldwin. I would tear him limb from limb. I, I, I have some responsibility. Own up to what you did. Uh, you're not going to go to prison for it. You're too rich to go to prison, Alec. Come on. To say this? Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger. At then how does it go off? That's all I want to hear. Now, now, maybe this is just editing. And George slaps a lot of puss. Does ask him, well, how does the how'd the gun go off? But you have got to be kidding me. You have got to be absolutely positively kidding me. And you know what's gonna happen. All these people are gonna line up behind him and say, see, guns are dangerous. Guns are horrible. We don't even need people to fire guns anymore. They're just randomly shooting people. Are you serious right now? Are you serious that you can actually sit down and look another human being in the eye and say, Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, 
I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. How, how did it go off? I, I I mean honestly, like 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 I was sitting in a waiting room yesterday, waiting on Braddy Kid to get done with her stuff when I found this story, and there were other people in there, and I had to keep myself composed when I read this story, when he said. No, no, no. I would never point a gun and pull the trigger. Never. I didn't pull the trigger. Have you been listening to a lot of Shaggy lately? It wasn't me. This is not a fucking Cheetos commercial with Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. This is a woman's life. Is that what he said to her husband and son? When he had to meet with them two days after it happened, look, I, I didn't pull the trigger. Are you seriously? I, I got to read your comments now because I, I mean, oh my God. Uh, v Coop says, I saw this story too, and the first thing I thought was Arnie is going to have fun with this. Oh, this is going to be. Hey, Alec, ha- have you ever had an umbrella before? Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. No, 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 no. Like, like talking to us like we're stupid. No, 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 no. I would never do anything like that. Vic Coop says, as a weapons expert, I can tell you that is impossible. Kale says, my fucking guns have never gone off without pulling the fucking trigger. All caps. You have to squeeze the trigger. Kale yelling again. This cum stain pisses me off. Hangtown Jin says, um, I've raised kids, I've raised those uh, that try and lie their way out of a situation, but excuse me if you didn't shoot the gun and you didn't pull the trigger, then when did you learn how to throw a bullet so fucking hard? <laughs> oh, in front says premature ejaculation. Uh, Kale comes back and says, my gun will rust like a, your, your movie before it ever goes off with no one ever touching it. Oh no, Kale, this is the this is the gun. This is that magic gun that the, the, the gun haters have been talking about for years. Because guns kill people. People don't. Sensitive trigger. We have all watched at least one CSI, at least one dateline, 48 hours, 2020. Any one of them have done a show with a sensitive trigger. And always they test and they find, well, hey, it's not that sensitive after all. No, and you have to still pull the fucking trigger. Instead, we get... Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. What? Wait, huh? This would be like if you went to a sandwich shop and there's only one person working and you told them no mustard on the sandwich. And all of a sudden you go and sit down and they bring you your sandwich and you bite in there and you bite into a big old glob of mustard. And there's mustard all over your bread. And you take it up to them and you and you show it to them. You go, I, di- I said no mustard. Well, I didn't put any mustard on there. Huh? Is he a four-year-old kid that's got cookie crumbs all over his face and says, Mama, I didn't eat no cookies. Now I want him charged with fucking, I want him charged with murder now. 
to come out and say... Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. <sighs> oh, yeah. I, I, I'd like to see... I want, I want to see him go to full-on big boy prison. I want to see him passed around for cartons of smokes, fucking raped in the shower. That's right. I said it. I want to see Alec Baldwin get raped in the shower. I want to see him get turned out, as they would say. Oh, what a scumbag. What a shit knuckle he is. Big Coop says, fun fact, when people accidentally fire a weapon, uh, they all say they didn't pull the trigger. Oh, yeah, it wasn't me. It was was the other guy. Now, look, I I can buy later in this interview... I can buy later in this interview when, when, when he says that there shouldn't have been a live round on set, yes. But to say the nonsense of... Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull the trigger. You, you know, here's a good thing. It's a, it's a good thing that George Stephanopoulos, that big fucking twatty pussy, was doing the interview. Because if I would have been sitting across from him and I would have heard... Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't... Boom! I slapped the shit out of him right there. Motherfucker, you didn't pull the trigger. Really? I, I mean, that would be the entire interview is just me going, really? You didn't pull the trigger. Can we move on? No, I want to get on this of how the gun magically fired itself. Or, 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 or was it somebody on the grassy knoll? You have got to be absolutely, positively fucking kidding me. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. If you didn't I would pull never point the a gun at and pull a trigger at them, never. If you didn't pull the trigger, she wouldn't be dead. Oh, my good friend Brian's listening right now. He just texted me. In training, we don't even have our fingers on the trigger unless intended to pull the trigger. Exactly. Let's go back a couple weeks, shall we? Ask family, let's go back to that trial. Remember Kyle Rittenhouse? Remember Kyle Rittenhouse and the prosecutors who shit the bed completely when he picked up the rifle and he had his finger on the trigger and everybody's saying, no, 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 you can't do that. He was They were talking about actually charging him with a crime. I have never been trained with guns, but I know enough people and I've watched enough TV shows to know that you never put your finger on the trigger unless you're ready to fire. Well, well, but then there's Alec Baldwin, of course, who just says... Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. I want to hit him with every wrestling move I know and really make it hurt. Like, I want to DDT him on a hard Jim Wood floor. Oh, my God. You know what? I want to hand him over to Dr. Anthony Fauci and, and, and rip his voice box out and stick him in, uh, like put some honey on his face and let some big old giant ants fucking just eat his damn face off. <sighs> Buenos dias, Ogre. How you doing, my friend? Alicia said, when I saw that story, I laughed looking forward to this show. Well, I'm glad I'm paying it off. Just like the racist that drove through the Christmas parade in Wisconsin wasn't responsible. It was the car's fault. 
Yeah, I mean, CNN was reporting that a car drove through the Christmas parade. I will not stand for this. I will not allow the left-leaning journalist, and that's who it is. I'm not going to put all liberals on, on, on blast for this. Just the liberal media. A car did not drive through the Wisconsin Christmas parade. Some fucking jerk-off that was let go because, well, we need to get prisoners out of jail for some odd reason. Who have open cases in other states, open sexual assault cases in other states. We got to let them out. Because you see, if you throw a black man in jail for committing a crime, that's racism. And now we have Alec Baldwin going around saying... Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. Oh, I want to hit him with a fucking shovel. As hard as humanly possible. ASI needs to find Alec. Arnie slaps idiots. Alec Baldwin, in fact, I was just standing there feeding milk to orphan bunnies when the gun jumped out of the table and fired it by itself. The hammer magically cocked itself, and the trigger went pow all by itself. And George Stephanopoulos, by the way, you as a quote-unquote journalist, to not ask the follow-up question. I've been a fan of the follow-up question my entire life. There was a guy in Sacramento who hated my guts. Hated me. Used to report us to the FCC. And they interviewed him for the paper. That shit ragged the Sacramento Bee. And by the way, fuck you, Sacramento Bee. They gave this guy the front page of the like life entertainment section, the living section, if you will. And they asked him the question, why don't you just change the radio station? Because at that time, we were on from 5 to 10 a.m., no music, all talk. Why don't you just change the radio station? And he said, and I do quote, well, I really like the music on that station. Well, there's a follow-up question that the, the Sacramento fucking shit me didn't ask. But they don't play music, so why are you listening? You dumb fuck. How did the gun go? How did the gun go off? Six words. That's it. That's not very taxing on your vocal cords. How did the gun go off? Was it a sniper hidden somewhere in the hills of New Mexico? Was it a remote-controlled gun? Because if you read anything about this armorer, you know this armorer was not smart enough to put together a remote-controlled gun. Good morning and rise. How are you? Great now when Arnie shoots and kills me, he's going to pull an Alex Baldwin defense. I never pulled the trigger. Uh, Brady, Arnie isn't going to shoot you. It'll be Bubba. Oh, yeah, I'll shoot Bubba before I shoot anybody else. Uh, Douglas says, just blame Marilyn Manson for Alec Baldwin and Winnegasha. That worked in the 90s. Wasn't this a Western genre movie? 
This would have been a revolver, right? Yes. A firearm, not only that you have to pull the trigger, but you have to pull the hammer back, too. Hold on a second. Let me, let me give you one of these real quick. Correct the mundo. But of course they're not going to say that. George Stephanopoulos is not going to say that. But Alec Baldwin can say. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. It's endemic here in Albuquerque. This shithead was driving 96 miles down a city street, totally drunk, and killed someone in a collision. Drugs and guns, plural, and thousands in cash were found in his car. The motherfucker was just arrested weeks ago in another New Mexico city for similar crimes and released because they're worried about the conditions in the county and the city lockups in the state. Now someone is dead because of this fucked up state. I, I don't even, I, I honestly, I'm glad that Joe Murphy is calling in at 8 o'clock to, or uh, next hour, whatever hour that is of the show. Like, literally, I, I am so beside myself with this and all of the media. No, no one, no one is calling this out. Everybody's just reporting it. I haven't seen anyone call this out because what this is, and I'll, I'll go ahead and call it out. This is horseshit. This is this is unbridled, fresh, right out of the ass horseshit. George Stephanopoulos, I believe he was the chief of staff for, for Bill Clinton, so a tad bit on the left, who works for ABC now. Okay. He gets this interview. Why not let Sean Hannity interview him? Why not sit down with Hannity? Because Hannity would have asked the question. Why not sit down with somebody in the middle of the road? Why, why not do this interview with the Daily Mail in London? They're middle-of-the-road journalists. Why not go to the Associated Press and do this? And it, the, the simple answer is this. Braddy Kid nailed it last night. There are a list of, of, of questions that can and cannot be asked in this interview. That's why this is a bullshit interview. You see, they're going to sit there, and Alec Baldwin, his lawyers will draft up what the questions are. And maybe, step on my puss, will say, hey, look, i got to ask about the gun going off. And when, when you get the, and, and the lawyers will look at him and go, okay, when you get the answer, there's no follow-up question to that. Otherwise, we walk, and then you can't air what we have. This is not a real thing. This, this interview is nothing but bullshit. This interview is nothing but a, a I don't want to say a mea culpa, where Alec Baldwin is, is, is falling at the mercy. He's not. Alec Baldwin, though, is turning himself into the victim. When you hear... Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. So you've suffered so much, Alec. Oh, my God. I feel for you. Oh, the, oh, the chick that died and, and the director who got shot. Fuck them. You, you are the true survivor of this. That's what this interview is. That's, that, that's all it is. Don't, don't let them fool you. This is not Alec Baldwin coming to the forefront. If this was, Alec Baldwin would say, I, I, 
I thought the scene called for me pulling the trigger, and I pulled the trigger, and I didn't know. Look, look, it's not his fault that the gun was loaded. We, we can go back and forth with that, uh, but he's an actor. He was told he, he had a cold gun. The armor, the, the, uh, uh, the assistant director, they were in charge of this weapon. I, and But now, see, here's the thing, though. Now they're off the hook. It's all on Alec Baldwin. Because how dare you? How dare you play the role of the victim? Because he's crying. Here, here let, me, let me see if I can start this whole interview over. These are the clips that they're playing right now all over TV. Okay, here we go. Everyone who worked with and liked by everyone who worked with and admired tears oh god oh my god <laughs> i mean even now i find it hard to believe that it just doesn't seem it doesn't seem real to me you haven't said much in public since that tragic accident why speak out now i think the big question and the one you must have asked yourself a thousand times how could this have happened You've described it as a one in a trillion shot, and the gun was in your hand. How do you come to terms with that? It wasn't in the script for the trigger to be pulled. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. So Liar. you never pulled the trigger? No, 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 no. no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. What did you think happened? How did a real bullet get on I that set? That. I have no idea. Someone put a live bullet in a gun, a bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property. How do you respond to actors like George Clooney who say that every time they were handed a gun, they checked it themselves? Your emotions are so clearly so right there on the surface. You felt shock. You felt anger. You felt sadness. See? Do you feel guilt? You said you're not a victim, but is this the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Yes. (laughs) You said you're not a victim, but we're still making you a victim. I, I think back. And I think of what could I have done? Oh, wait a second. Hold on Alec one second. Baldwin. I can answer yeah. this. You felt anger. You felt Hold sadness. on. Let me answer this. Do you feel guilt? You said you're not a victim, but is this the worst thing that's ever happened to you? Yes. No, no. I've never met Arnie States. That should be your response, Alec. Because I swear to God, if I ever bump into you, I'm going to jail. Now, my good friend, Brian. He's been on the show before. Uh, he's the uh, he's the Marine who does the Toys for Tots, does a lot of stuff. This guy, all he does is good. That's that, My friend Brian, that's all he does is good. He says, speaking with my friend who is a Marine armorer, I would think that the Marine armorer might be a little bit smarter than the movie armorer. I'm just saying. Said a gun cannot go off on its own unless it's dropped, heated up, shaken, having a design issue, or was altered in any way. With a revolver, it would be a hammer back and pull trigger. He would have had knowingly had to do these two things. He's an idiot. He uses some clean, dirty language, and I don't want to put those words on it. I, I, I don't even know what to say anymore. I, I literally, I am so, I am so shocked and dumbfounded at that. 
Uh, these are the same utter morons who think micro-stamping bullets with each shot or using smart gun technology usable only with an electronic fob will keep people safe. How about putting a sharp axe on Alec Baldwin's head to keep him from killing anyone else? No shit. And he says the first rule of gun safety is treat every gun as if it's loaded. Uh, hold on a second. Let me get the... Correct the mundo. Okay. Uh, even if you're sure it's not loaded, or if you're convinced it has a blank, the fucking hammer doesn't just cock itself and fire unless Mr. Mixoplex from Superman was fucking with him. Alec Baldwin, you're a fucking lying shit stain and a jar of piss. He feels no guilt, otherwise he'd be weaseling like a pussy. George Clooney understands gun safety. Alec is just doing damage control. Fuck him. Nice that he didn't answer the question about checking the gun. His silent answers that question. Well, they cut it off. I don't know. Like, this interview it goes on tonight. It's on ABC. It's the first hour of prime time here in Texas. That's going to be 7 o'clock. I have set to record because Dallas Cowboys are playing, and I have to watch that game. But I don't even know if I, I really want to watch this all because this is going to be nothing more than an hour of Alec Baldwin. The victim. I mean, you, you heard it right there in the clip when George Stephanopoulos says, you say that you're not a victim. Well, first of all, whoever called you a victim? I, I remember when this all went down, did anybody ever call Alec Baldwin a victim? No, I think the victim was the director who was laid up in the hospital. Oh, and the cinematographer who died. You know who the other victims are? Her husband who never gets to kiss his wife again. You know who else? Their son. Their son, who doesn't get to to see mom at Christmas this year. The son, who doesn't get to grow up with a mom in his life. Those are your victims. Not Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin can go back to one of his many palatial homes that he has with his wife and their, what, 48 kids, and he can play with them, and he can bounce them on his knee. You know who can't? The cinematographer. The cinematographer's son will never have homemade cookies from his mother. I want you to think about that. Alec Baldwin sitting there doing this interview in probably a, a $5,000 suit. A watch that probably cost $12,000, $13,000, if not more. Was driven there in a car that was cost at least $100,000. Boy, he is really a victim, isn't he? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Alicia says he calls his daughter a little pig. Calls his <laughs> he calls his daughter a rude little pig. <laughs> OJ should take a stab at interviewing Alec. A revolver with the hammer cock does not take much pressure to shoot, but you have to cock that hammer. I'm not mad at the fact I'm I. I feel I feel bad for Alec Baldwin that somebody had put a bullet in there. Okay, you have to own up for what you did. 
Ogre says, there was an article in the newspaper here that said the armorer's father, a veteran in the business, had live ammo from practice for another movie and brought them back into New Mexico. He said it was possible he accidentally gave them to the armorer, his daughter, which is fucking horrible, but you still don't just cock the hammer of a gun and leave it there. Fuck you, Alec Baldwin, you lying piece of walrus crap. Now, let, 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 let's... Let, let's it's going to take me a minute to get off this fucking hating Alec Baldwin train, but, but let's get off it for just a second. The Rock has come out and said there will be no more real guns on his sets. I don't know what he's going to use to, to shoot bad guys with. Then. Will they just be making noise like pew, 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 pew? I have to find some light somewhere in this. I have to lighten this up somehow because this is just so fucking... I, look, I've, I've barely been on the air for 30 minutes and my voice is fucking shot. Because this is just the most insane thing I have ever heard in my entire adult life. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. But let's go back to the armor. If they have, if, why, first of all, I don't understand the need for live rounds. I, I, I truly don't. When it comes to filming a movie. Maybe they need it for some authenticity. Well, then the armorer is going to have him or herself maintain all those weapons. You ever watch that show? This is funny when you talk about the armor. You ever watch that show, um, Forged in Fire? Uh, it's where they, they bring all these guys who are want to be blacksmiths. Well, they're blacksmiths, but they, they want to win $10,000. And they put together some sort of weapon, a, a knife or a sword. One of the guys on that show is a weapons expert that Hollywood uses. And they mainly use him because he has the weapons. He has the right weapons for the time. You're not going to be using a Bowie knife, you know, in a caveman picture. You're going to be using a Bowie knife in the Alamo type picture. And he's got that. He, he makes sure. And he's in charge of that. Okay? The armorer should be in charge of all the weapons. And should pro- I, I would think that the way Hollywood should do it, look, especially Hollywood, the liberals that, that hate guns that they are, even though they make a ton of movie off of movies that money off of movies that use guns, the gun should go from the armorer's hand to the actor's hand, and then the actor's hand to the armorer's hand. That's how it should go. If you want to bring safety in there. This is just, this is ridiculous. Straight Fire says, the interview is strictly for ratings like everything else is all about money. There's no bad PR anymore. It's all good for the participants. In a way, I completely agree with you. The armor is also in charge of hot dogs. (laughs) I haven't seen the video yet on the three pigs. 
Uh, sorry about that. I got wrapped up in this fucking Alec Baldwin thing. Literally, like, I was able to find more stories to put together for today's show, which we we may get to more. I mean, in 20 minutes, we got called Joe. But I'm, I'm beyond disturbed. It is possible that the revolver is a double action, which wouldn't be a feather trigger. But you'd still have to pull it, right? Or you still have to cock the hammer? I, I Look, if, if that were the case, they'd come out and say it. For him to say... Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. Well, you obviously did point it. I, I, I mean... Wait, wait. See, we haven't even jumped to that part yet. I just want to point this out. He said, and I quote, I would never point a gun and pull a trigger. You would never point a gun. Okay, how did this person get shot? I, I'd like to know. I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't know about a double action gun. Can double action gun just fire itself and, and just fucking strike someone if it's not lifted up and pointed at somebody? Gloria Allred, the lawyer, who is representing, I believe, the, the script editor, the lady who was in charge of editing the script, came out a couple weeks ago and said, hey, we're suing Alec Baldwin for distress. Double action, the trigger. Okay, okay. Okay, now I know it, the double action is you pull the trigger and it cocks the hammer back. Okay, but, 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 you have to pull the trigger. And you have to point it at someone. The gun just didn't randomly go off. It was in your hands, Alec. I'm surprised he didn't say, no, 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 it wasn't in my hands. Huh? Then why are you so upset? Why are you playing the victim? Fred says, and using the trigger uh, to cock the hammer, it's a long, hard pull of the finger. Brad says, no, I own a double-action revolver, and you still have to pull the trigger. Exactly. The guns from now on in Hollywood Productions are going to be ru- rubber replicas, and they'll add gunfire and CGI later. Robert Rodriguez has been doing this for years now, but it's still CGI and expensive as hell. It's not financially viable unless you already have a full staff and a budget to do so. Yet another way to get rid of indie movies or guns from movies altogether. Mike D, that's that's the best one yet. I didn't pull the trigger. My character did. Goldberg doesn't follow the script, WCW died. When Alec doesn't follow the script, a woman dies. Maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just overreacting to this. But I, I'm sorry. Like, look, look, I was raised in, in broadcasting and journalism to ask real questions, not this shit. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. Well, then how did the gun go off, Alec? 
that's all I'd have to say. I'd have to look at him. And I would ri- look, this is the thing. I would risk. This is where a journalist has to know what they're worth. If that was in the uh, questions not approved list, well, then how did the gun go off? And we can't hear the, air the interview. Oh, I would have my assistant, because you know George Stephanopoulos has a lot of assistants like most big major broadcasters do. That's why I agree with uh, Straight Fire. This, no, nobody cares about this interview for real. But I would have my assistant filming with a camera somewhere to see when Alec Baldwin says, wait, that wasn't an approved question. I, I'm leaving here. See him storm off. Because this is nothing more than a scratch your back because you've scratched our back for so long. Having George Stephanopoulos do this interview is completely laughable. Straight fire is 100% right. Get somebody in there that will ask you who has, who at least has some balls. You want to get anybody, look, look, Fucking, you can't have George Stephanopoulos do it. You can't have Rachel Maddow do it. No, Joy Behar's going to do it. I mean, Ogre says, even the smoothest, best-oiled single-action or double-action revolver needs a long hammer pull. I know from experience, they don't just cock and fire themselves unless the shithead pulled the hammer. Period. I agree. Approved questions are a fucking joke. Yeah, oh, that's totally agreed. Yes, absolutely. When did did we start allowing the bad guys? And, And look, in this case, we have to say it. Alec Baldwin's the bad guy here. And, and, I, and I'll say it, too, about uh, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. When he did his interview with Tucker Carlson, those were all approved questions. I didn't watch that interview. And the reason why I didn't watch that interview is because interviews aren't real anymore. You know what? If Alec Baldwin were to have been on 60 Minutes, then maybe I could have bought it a little bit more. If you were to dig up the, the car- carcass of Morley Safer... Or Mike Wallace to ask that question. Or you, you go and get the big shovel out and you dig up Walter Cronkite's ass. Have him ask it. Because he's not going to eat. No. Approved questions? A journalist worth their salt does not fucking bend a knee to go to approved questions. There's an old phrase that was overused on another show that I was on. But it is very, very true. Those who have nothing to hide, hide nothing. Brian just texted me again. He says, I wonder how the husband and child can even look at Alec after this interview. He offers help and all and now wants to be the victim. I'm so over it. He is the bad guy, and he has the some negligence in this whole thing. Every gun is real. Only rule needed in gun safety. It's true. It's true. 
Uh, let's play devil's advocate. Let's say hypothetically that someone loaded a live round and cocked the hammer. The trigger is much easier to pull, but still needs to be pulled. And whoever loaded and cocked the hammer was incredibly unfit to handle firearms. Now, now, you don't even have to play go- devil's advocate there. Let's say that that was the case. That the hammer was cocked, there was a live round in the chamber, and they handed the gun to Alec Baldwin. He's still saying... Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. You did point a gun, and the trigger had to be pulled for it to go off. The end. You see, those are the two lies in there that this whole interview is about. The whole first 40 minutes of today's show has been about those two lies. I didn't pull the trigger, and I didn't point it at anyone. Huh? I, I, I don't even know what that means. I, I, I Honestly, I don't know what that means. My buddy has a BB gun, and he was waving it around, and I jumped his shit about it just because it's a BB gun. You still have to exercise the same gun safety. Let me tell you a little story about my dad, okay? You remember growing up? I, I don't know if y'all are old enough to remember these these cap guns we got. They were like the, the rootin' tootin' cowboy cap guns. They came with holsters, but every kid lost the holster. And you had these cap guns, and they were bright silver, and they had like a bone-finished bone handle. Fake bone, because they were for kids. It, it, a plastic handle that looked like a bone grip. Remember those? Remember those as kids? We even, look, 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 look. We even had like a, a fake machine gun that if you pulled the trigger, it would make a noise. And there was a, there was a thing in there that you pulled the trigger and it wound up and it made noises like a gun shooting. Once I pointed one of those guns at my dad, okay? My dad, who was a veteran of the Korean War, a decorated veteran of the Korean War. My dad slapped that gun out of my hands. He said, you never point a gun at person. Not even a toy gun. That happened when I was like five or six years old. You never point a gun at people. Ever. If you're playing war and things with your friends, all right. You're running around the neighborhood. You got the gun that's shooting off, right? But you point a gun at somebody, that, that's, that, that should be ingrained in your brain. Uh, let's see. Considering how much he hates guns, wouldn't you think he wouldn't even want a fake one in his possession? Oh, it, it, look, he hates guns so much that he's made millions and millions of dollars using them in movies. Ogre says, yes, you did point it. What the fuck does Alec think? <laughs> it's Elmer Fudd gun when bugs curve the barrel and fire someone else. Douglas, I get on my son's ass when he points his Nerf gun anywhere uh, near another human being.
this is what happens when people don't have an inkling of respect or, or fear of firearms. That's not something you do to a vet who possibly has had it to, to use it. Yeah, and I didn't know that. I was five. I was a dumb five-year-old. But he taught me that lesson right then and right there. And I would imagine that, you, you know, you see the training that, that, that Keanu Reeves goes through. Let, let's take a look at this. Let, seriously, let's take a look at this. We've had two of these things happen in our lifetimes now. Alec Baldwin and uh, uh, Jason Lee, or Brandon Lee, Bruce Lee's son. Bruce Lee's son was, was hit with fragmentation uh, of a blank. Okay? It's happened two times. How many movies have been out in our lifetime where they use guns? Tens of thousands? And we don't hear about this. Keanu Reeves has nothing but the utmost respect for firearms. That's why he goes and trains with him because he wants to look accurate on the, on the movie. But he trains with him and he knows what he's doing. Alec Baldwin, who's been on enough movie sets that have guns. I can think of one, Departed. I got to think of a movie where he fired a gun off. Hold on a second. Let, let, let's take a look. Let, let, let's do this real quick. Uh, hmm. Derek says, good morning, ass family. Happy Friday. Boy, you have missed. You have missed a hell of a show so far. Uh, Alec Baldwin. DB. All right, let's see. Filmography. Actor. He's been in 145 different things. Uh, let's see. Saturday Night Live probably didn't use a gun there. Star is Born. I don't remember him in that. Black Klansman. No, he didn't use a gun in that. Uh, let's see. Aloha. He was a general in that. Or whatever they have in the Air Force. Just give me his damn movies. Alec Baldwin, actor. Hold on a second here. Filmography. Actor. uh, Okay. Let's see. Dr. Death. Let's go way down to the beginning of his career. The Getaway. He's on the cover pointing a gun. All right, good. Uh, Let's see. Uh... The Alamo, 13 Days to Glory. He played William Travis. Well, he had a revolver in that movie, I bet. Miami Blues. Oh, I remember that one. He had a 50 caliber gun in that movie. But he he doesn't realize. I, I mean, look, I, I can go through here and, and pick out all the movies that he's made where he's had guns. They don't just hand guns to actor and go, here you go. Pretend like you saw this on another one of your friends' movies. I mean, seriously, to come out and say... Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. 
well, if you would never do that, uh, I, I mean, I'd love to see him say that, say that on the stand. If he were to say that on the stand and during prosecution, me as the prosecuting lawyer, I would have a fucking boner. Uh, Mr. Baldwin, let's go back to your testimony really quick. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. So you would never do that. How then did the cinematographer uh, get shot? Can, can you tell me? And I'm sorry, I don't know her name. I don't have her name in front of me. And I apologize to her and her family for that. That is, that is bad on my part. That is me being a bad broadcaster. Uh, Helena Hutchins. I would say, how did Helena Hutchins get shot then? I rest my case. Oh, somebody's calling him out on it, finally. Uh, here we go. Let's see. Um, Alec Ball, uh, who is this? Somebody on Fox News has written this. Uh, during the preview, blah, 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 blah. He adds, no, 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 I would never point a gun and pull a trigger, never. Santa Fe Sheriff's Department said it's awaiting results from the FBI, which would shed light on how uh, the gun could have been fired, whether that was just pulling back the hammer, which hits the firing pin, or pulling the trigger or both. Guns don't just go off, Sheriff Adam Mendoza told Fox News. So whatever needs to happen to manipulate the firearm, he did that, and it was in his hands. Oh, you want this one? You, you, you want this uh, this clip here? Hold on a second. Let me, let me find it. This one here? Oh, uh, here we go. Alec Baldwin. And you're an idiot. You are an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. Oh, what a loser. To come out and say. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. Jen, he would answer, well, Mr. States, I've studied the fine art of bullet throwing, but I did not pull the trigger. Oh, my God. This is this is beyond my my. My realm of belief or or because here's the bad thing, he's going to get away with it. There are going to be enough people in this country that look at Alec Baldwin as the victim. Oh, poor Alec. Poor Alec Baldwin. He shot somebody. Oh, how can he live with that? I'll say pretty comfortably. I already went through the wardrobe and how much he spends on cars and shit like that. And and by the way, if this was a rehearsal or if it wasn't in the script or if they weren't fired, it, why why did anybody hand, why did they have to have the gun? Why can't he just put his finger gun up and go pow? 
doing the finger guns has never killed anybody. I just want to point that out. In the history of humanity, it, 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 and you don't know what the finger guns, well, you're too stupid to listen to this show. But I'll explain it is. When you put your thumb up and then you extend your index finger and then you collapse your thumb down like it's shooting, like a hammer, and you go pow. I'm shooting my computer now. Pow, 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 pow. It's not blowing up in front of me. Uh, you're sure it's unloaded or has a blank or even the hammer wasn't cocked yet. You never set the gun down in a direction aimed anywhere near a person. You point it off into a designated safe direction or in a secure container. It'll be just like when you roast your kids by leaving them in the back seat. The parents, just like Alec, have suffered enough already. Oh, amen. Oh, that bravo. Oh, bravo. I mean, look, look, we've been doing this for, what, decades now? Where somebody leaves their kid in the car and the car cooks the kid. And they come out and they go, oh, my God, I forgot. We're not going to charge the parents because they've suffered enough already. Then why have manslaughter on the books? Hmm? I'm not saying that they're not suffering. But what happens is, is that death doesn't, there's there's no answer to that death. When a kid cooks in the back seat, somebody needs to be held responsible. Because you're not going to hold a kid responsible for it. A two- or three-year-old has no responsibilities. The parent is responsible for that child until they're 18 years old. I've never seen it. I've seen maybe one parent ever convicted of it. And only a couple have ever been brought up on charges. Um, not according to Arn Anderson's page, finger guns have killed somebody. Well, Arn Anderson finger guns are quite real. What do bad parents barbecue in their back seats? Their kids. Yeah. If I leave my son in the car and he dies, you might as well kill me because my life would be over anyway. Now, Douglas, I, I think that you, you're a guy who I, I admire because you say on the show, and I, I take you at your word, and I've seen your photos and things. You are a... You are a a doting father. You look out after your child. If you left your kid in the back seat of the car, I'm sorry, I would even call for you to be charged, but I think you would call for it as well. Because you see, this is what this interview is about, but, but, but it's not, sadly. It's what it should be about, and that is claiming your responsibility. You have to own up for your actions in this world. Alec Baldwin likes to call out people of different political genres and call them for not owning up to the decisions they've made and so forth. Yet Alec Baldwin is saying this. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. The gun just didn't go off. Everyone that was on the set saw it in Alec Baldwin's hand. He pointed it and fired the gun. I, I didn't pull the trigger. Are you out of your fucking mind? And, and let me just tell you this right now. They are, 
And by they, I mean Alec Baldwin's attorneys. Because Alec Baldwin's not going to go to prison for this. Let, let, let's all just get that out of our heads now. He's not going to go to... If anybody gets in trouble for this, it's going to be the armor more than anything. But Alec Baldwin is going to be spending a lot of his own money to get expert after expert to come in and say, no, that gun can fire itself. Then we're, we're going to have to believe that there are guns out there that can fire themselves. And by the way, once they get those experts and they claim that, and if he gets off on whatever charges he's brought up on or whatever, that will be the first big step in banning guns. Because now they have their magic, They sadly they have their magic bullet because the gun just went off. So guns can ki- just kill people. Guns by themselves can kill people. I know, I, I'm, I'm speaking stupid right now. This is how these people operate. As a parent, we are responsible uh, for the little person's life. Just because it may hurt to lose the child does not negate our responsibility. Sometimes pain and punishment are a part of your responsibilities. Well, you get it. I don't know why there are so many law enforcement agencies around this country that do not do that. Hey, you're on the air. What's up? Hey, just imagine if they get these experts to come in and say the gun can't fire on its own. A, those experts are going to be, like, out of the business. But all the criminal cases with gun charges, now criminals are going to say, yep. I didn't fire a gun. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's a great point you bring up. What could this lead to down the road? Oh, I didn't fire that gun. The gun just went off on its own. Yep. Amazing. Well, all thank right. you. Oh, bye. Braddy kid with some some that 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 right there is the slippery slope. When Alec Baldwin is let go of this and they determine that the gun fired itself, oh, you're going to see a lot of appeals in court cases. I I told you I didn't fire it. Mm-hmm. Even though you have gunshot, all they got to do look look. When it happens, I would imagine, imagine this, that. Everybody on the scene was told to stay in place. At least I hope. I hope they did this. Stay in place. Police are investigating. And they will, they're going to mark him down for gunshot residue. Uh, Look, I've seen enough CSIs to know what gunshot residue is. It's microscopic. You can't really see it, but they they can swab for it. If he has any gunshot residue on him, he fired the fucking gun. I, I uh, once again, this is just stupid. I can't even think why they wouldn't change parent with neglect, uh, charge ne- parents with neglect, accident or not. They failed their child. Period. They are legally liable. Well, because and I will tell you, Hangtown Jen, I I understand, and this is the maddening part, is they have this built-in excuse of they've suffered enough loss already. My gun's in its case unloaded. I'm kind of worried that it might escape and kill someone. Yeah, I would lock it up somewhere. I'd put it in a safe. I would put it in a safe that you don't know the combination of. That's the only way that you'll ever be safe from that gun. Morning, Brett. Uh, The closed caption subtitles for Baldwin's line about not pulling the trigger should come straight out of cops. These ain't my pants. Yeah. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. 
I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. That happens tonight on ABC. Probably 8 o'clock West Coast time, 7 o'clock Central time. And uh, man, oh, man. Wow. That's all I got to say is wow. All right, we're going to take a break here so I can get some more soda and, and, and coat my throat. Uh, we come back. We have Lake Tahoe Joe Murphy up next, 775-357-FANS. Uh, I got a triple shot here of the man, the myth, the legend himself. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a-coming. It's rolling around a bend And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison And time keeps dragging on But that train keeps rolling On down to San Antonio When I was just a baby My mama told me, son Always be a good boy, don't ever play with guns But I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die When I hear that whistle blowing, I hang my head and cry There's rich folks eating from a fancy dining car They're probably drinking coffee and smoking big cigars Well, I know I had it coming I know I can't be free But those people keep a moving And that's what tortures me pack along the dusty Winnemucca Road When along came a semi with a high-end canvas-covered load If you're going to Winnemucca Mac with me, you can ride And so I climbed into the cab and then I settled down inside He asked me if I'd seen a road with so much dust and sand and I said, listen 
I've traveled every road in this here land I've been everywhere, man I've been everywhere, man Across the deserts, bare man I breathe the mountain air, man I've traveled, I've had my share, man I've been everywhere I've been to Reno, Chicago, Fargo, Minnesota, Buffalo, Toronto, Winslow, Sarasota, Wichita, Tulsa, Ottawa, Oklahoma, Tampa, Panama, Madawa, La Paloma, Bangor, Baltimore, Salvador, Amarillo, Tocopilla, Barranquilla, and Padilla, I'm a killer. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Boston, Charleston, Dayton, Louisiana, Washington, Houston, Kingston, Texas, County, Monterey, Faraday, Santa Fe, Tallapoosa, Glen Rock, Black Rock, Little Rock, Oskaloosa, Tennessee, Tennessee, Chicopee, Spirit Lake, Grand Lake, Devil's Lake, Crater Lake, Lake, Beach Lake. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Louisville, Nashville, Knoxville, Lombabaca, Shepherdville, Jacksonville, Waterville, Coastal Rock, Pittsfield, Springfield, Bakersfield, Shreveport, Hackensack, Cadillac, Fond du Lac, Davenport, Idaho, Jellicoe, Argentina, Diamantina, Pasadena, Catalina, Seaquamina. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been to Pittsburgh, Parkersburg, Gravelburg, Colorado, Ellensburg, Rexburg, Vicksburg, Eldorado, Laramore, Atmore, Havistock, Chattanooga, Chaska, Nebraska, Alaska, Opelika, Baraboo, Waterloo, Kalamazoo, Kansas City, Sioux City, Cedar City, Dodge City, what a pity. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bare man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I've traveled, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. I've been I fell into a burning 
one ring of fire I went down, down, down And the flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire The taste of love is sweet When hearts like ours meet I fell for you like a child Oh, but the fire went wild I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, down, down And the flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire I fell into a burning ring of fire I went down, down, down And the flames went higher And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire And it burns, burns, burns The ring of fire The ring of fire The ring of fire well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. ArnieRadio.com. This is the Arnie Stage Show, also known as X. Call 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. All right, we're calling the one and only Joe Murphy. Got to get some football in here. Talk stuff about Alec Baldwin. Murph, you there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're here, buddy. How you doing, pal? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing really good. Uh, a quick note, um, you know, not uh, uh, friends of mine or family. They went to see Brooks and Dunn and Reba in uh, Vegas last night. Oh, yeah? I've been to that show. Yes. Yeah, good, really? Yeah. So, yes. I, so I'm, I, I'm dog-shitting house. Getting, so, you know, normally, you know, I, I don't, right now I don't have uh, access to my well, normally I broadcast, you know, from the excellent and streaming network studios right, where I have right. access to all my data. And uh, I don't I don't have but I'm well prepared, as you know, Ernie, from our long professional relationship. Good. Uh, I will always be a top producer of useless information no matter what. So. Uh, and that's why we have you here, Joe. All right. Before, <laughs> before we get started on the games this weekend, I want to get your take on this Brian Kelly move from Notre Dame to LSU. I, I mean, all the coaching stuff going on. Lincoln Riley goes from Oklahoma to USC. Brian Kelly goes from Notre Dame to LSU. What do you think of those two moves? So, yeah, well, first of all, Brian Kelly, I mean, I, I got a buddy of mine that last night, he's just like, dude, just think of the recruiting that he can get. And it's like, I'm like, you know, that because Notre Dame, you know, you got to be smart to go there. And I'm I'm like, bro, Notre Dame doesn't have a problem recruiting. No. In fact, yeah, they have like the fifth top, uh, fifth best class uh, this year. So it's kind of a lateral move, but maybe, uh, you know. Oh, um, uh, I got I to gotta disagree. I think this is a giant step down. Really? Yeah, I, I do. I mean, I, I no, no offense to LSU, but but Notre Dame is Notre Dame. Yeah. They can yeah. recruit like nobody else because they have a network TV deal with NBC. Look at that. Everybody's calling to talk to Joe Murphy today. Well, the Lions, obviously. It's crazy. I, it's crazy. I, I, I didn't have, 
I forgot to have the tech guy turn off the ringer. Normally, you know, I'm flooded with phone calls. So, but, uh, but, but going to LSU, I mean, Brian Kelly, his best teams at Notre Dame have gotten waxed by the SEC in the past. Right. He right, can't coach right. against them. He, he, wait a minute. What did you just say? I said he can't coach against them. He's not good enough for the SEC. No, no. And that's what, what I can't mean. It's a huge I'm I'm an Irish Catholic myself. To finish my career at Notre Dame, yeah. I would have been fine with that too, you know. But maybe he feels like he wants to prove something, or maybe like you said, maybe he wants to show hey, uh it's, you know, I know I go ten and one every year and just get waxed by an SEC team. So I want to show that uh, I can, I can, uh, you know, I can coach that caliber of football. Uh, I, I, I'm dumbfounded, and they're talking about moving up their uh, their defensive coordinator to head coach. I think that's a bad move for Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame needs to go out and get somebody that has some coaching experience. Yeah, well, yeah, obviously he has, you know, assistant coaching. Uh, yeah, you too. That just doesn't seem like the name Notre Dame would come up with. It's like. Looking for the next one. He was also asked by uh by uh, Kelly, both him and the other guy, I think it's the offensive coordinator, yeah. uh, to join the LSU staff. They're still been offered that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm honestly surprised because I heard Luke Fl- Fickle's name mentioned, and I was like, go to Notre Dame. Whatever you do, don't go to Oklahoma because we got to talk <laughs> about that next. Lincoln Riley going to SC. You know, the big problem there is parking is a hassle. Yeah. Really oh, it, yeah. it sucks compared to Oklahoma. <laughs> man, oh, man. And traffic is a bitch. You know, I, I, you know I, I went when I was in school, I was in a Big 12 school. They're now a Big 10 school. And I'll tell you right now, I would rather, I would rather live in Norman, Oklahoma than, say, you know, Inglewood, okay? Right, exactly. And that's a lot so, for me to say, too. I would rather live in Norman than anywhere in L.A. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, but, you know, it's, it's, it's just another challenge. A bit, we don't know, who knows what went on in Oklahoma. Because to me, I'm like, wow, you're a dominating program. You're in the playoffs almost every year, but you felt the need to, you know, <laughs> go five and six next year. Well, th- this is the weird thing for me is I see this as kind of a step down for Lincoln Riley. Yeah. I know he's going to SC, but from what I understand and, and people that I know who know some people in the Oklahoma program, Lincoln Riley was not a fan of going to the SEC. Oh, see, he, okay. he was, he was a not lot. a fan of that, even though he does produce a winning football team at Oklahoma. They haven't fared off well in the playoffs, and he's going to do – but see, his coaching style doesn't work at SC. Yeah, his coaching yeah. style is is yeah. he has a quarterback that's super mobile, and that's how they win their games. SC has had quarterbacks that win the Heisman in the past, but they all win it on their strength of their arm. Right, Matt, right. Matt and, and, and Carson Palmer were never fucking, you know, guys that were going to rush for two thousand yards a season. Oh yeah, right, right. Yeah, you know, it's like a junior NFL team. <laughs> Kinda. I, I mean, honestly, yeah. it is, and he doesn't know how to recruit those players. He had that this year with Spencer Rattler, and he didn't know how to use him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and, and the big thing is, too, the very, the big factor, of course, paycheck. I mean, come on. Oh yeah, you know. But I mean, that's the weird thing is that Oklahoma, 
as much as I hate that school, they love their football there. And I think they probably could have matched the pay. He just didn't want he didn't want yeah. to put up with the SEC. Yeah. Yeah, and, I would and think they should get them in that. The Big Twelve, though, is you know they're always already talking about its demise. You know, slowly mm-hmm. now you guys are gone, the Sooners are gone. Uh, you know, it's just they're like I mean, I, I don't think the only team with a shot to go. Is, I think even if Oklahoma State wins this weekend, I, they still don't make the top four. So really, yeah, because the top four was just announced. It's Bama. Uh, UGA, Georgia, Cincinnati, and Michigan. Right, right. The only team that can lose a game and still make it in that top four is Georgia. Yeah. Unless okay. they, and, what happens and, if they get blown else, out? Uh, Cincinnati better win 50 to nothing. They will get leapfrogged. But yeah. I mean, because, uh, uh, anybody else, Michigan loses, they're done. You know, Iowa's not going, uh, all right, well, so, hey, hold on, hold on. Let, let, let's let talk about the games, and we'll mention the playoffs with uh, the games here. Yeah, I, we can still talk. Coach, Jay Norvell, Iowa State, floating around. Is it? Well, Iowa State's coach has been mentioned. I mean, you, you've got Iowa State's coach and Lane Kiffin out there, and you've got the University of Miami open still. Right. That's going to be interesting. If Lane Kiffin leaves, that means Ole Miss opens up. They're, they're a right, lot of right. And then what I'm saying about Iowa State, I said the, the Nevada Wolfpack coach, a little local news, you know, he's uh, he's been being tossed around for the Iowa State replacement. Wow. Which, which, which they're going from Nevada to a, a power five. It's, it's like, you know, that's not even, it's not even a decision. <laughs> no, oh God, no, no. He makes that move because he coached. I know that he coached at Oklahoma. Norvell did. He coached at Texas. He knows the Big 12 Conference. He knows how to recruit there. Yeah. Yeah, he coached at Nebraska. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, I mean, they can, they can barely pay the football coach a million. You know, four million is minimum anywhere else in the Big 12 Power Five. Yeah. And, and you know what? Hold on. Let me, let me address that case. The University of Nevada is cheap. They are cheap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because they could have. I, I remember I had a sports show in Nevada when, when uh, Jay Norvell got hired. And I wanted him on the sports show. And I had the only live local sports show in town at that time. And I had to fight tooth and nail to get tickets to the Wolfpack game because they're so in love with themselves that they think that they're a top five program and they're not. Yeah. yeah. And if they want to be a top five, I, I thought four years ago or five years ago, whenever Norvell was there, when he first came, they had a shot to get Lane Kiffin. Why didn't they go after Lane Kiffin? They've got money. They've got boosters. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, that's one of the things that, you know, I grew up here in Reno. Uh, my experience up until I was 18 was with college football was, you know, the Wolfpack in, in Nevada. And, uh, and you go to the pack basketball game and it, it's the casino owners in the front row and the, the, the doctors and the boosters in the front row. When I went to Nebraska, I go to a game. No, it's it's bleachers from on every sideline. Students. Yeah. Not not the big wigs. The students got the best seat. Damn right, the way it should be. Right. Uh, all right. So, uh, who do you think goes to the University of Miami to coach? Oh, what do I? I was looking at that. Um, man, the University of Miami. Boy, that's. Uh, 
Well, we think well, Bob Stoops, obviously, Stoops is going to just take over for the bowl game for Oklahoma, correct? Yeah, I, I haven't heard any more talk about that. You know, if it's going to, if he's going to stay longer, I know a lot of Oklahoma fans want him to stay longer. This, and Napier went to Florida. That's the so, uh, yes. It used to be Louisiana Lafayette. Now they're just Louisiana. Right, the raging Cajuns. Right. So I, I you that's a tough call. I mean, uh, I think it'll come either you know, they're gonna get a hold of somebody really big. I mean that wins, maybe not maybe not the greatest conference, but they're they're a proven winner, or somebody that lost their job from powerhouse and wants to you know still needs it. So I think that job I think it's still kind of wide open. I mean, have they mentioned anybody? The only name I've heard from Miami is Lane Kiffin. But you brought up the Iowa State coach. Iowa State coach would be a good fit at Miami. Lane Kiffin. Yeah. But but see, the thing is, is that if Lane Kiffin takes that job, I think the Iowa State coach takes the Ole Miss ch- the job then. Yeah, so if Lane Kiffin goes to Miami, you think uh, he takes the, the Ole Miss job, the yeah. Iowa State coach, right. And then it'll be interesting to see. Boy, it's like the Tetris game. These yeah, coaches it, it really is. It's really weird to watch. Like if I was Lane Kiffin, I think he's building something at Ole Miss. I wouldn't. I wouldn't leave. Right. Yeah. I know he really is. Yeah. I yeah. mean, Miami has turned into kind of a dog shit program. So if you want to rebuild it, then I would get somebody who's rebuilt something. And that would be the Iowa State guy. He built something out yeah. of nothing. I mean, come on. You and I grew up in a time where Iowa State wasn't even a fucking basketball school. Hell, they weren't even a baseball school. Right, right. I I, I don't know what sport they had that was worth a shit. Yeah, yeah. It was always, it was always, when I went back when I was in college, it was always, oh, Kansas, there's a 50 to nothing. Iowa State, there's a 49 to nothing, you know. And 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 so you they really and they work hard. It, you got to work hard to get some kids from Florida or Texas and Southern Cal mm-hmm. to come up to Ames, Iowa. You and know he did. this got, guy did. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and and if you can't recruit in Miami, I mean, come on. I don't <laughs> care how bad they are. Who doesn't? Who? And they all want to play for the team. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's going to be an easy job. So yeah. Yeah, recruiting won't be a problem there. All right. Now, let's go over the games, the championship games this weekend here in college football. Uh, we'll start in the Big 12 first at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. The number nine Baylor Bears are taking on the number five 11-1 Oklahoma State Cowboys. Okay. Baylor, Oklahoma State, you said that that is in the that's in where, is that in uh, It's in Arlington. It's at Jerry Ar- World. Jerry World. That's what I thought. Right uh, uh, on ABC. You know what? Oakland State late by five. I I think Baylor gets them back. I think Baylor gets them back. Yeah, I I don't like it. I don't like this setup that they do in the Big Twelve because it's like in the NFL. It's tough to beat a team three times a season. Like you beat your conference team twice a yeah. year and you play them in the playoffs. They're gonna beat you. Baylor is going to right all their wrongs from the Oklahoma State game, and they're right. going to screw ba- Oklahoma State out of a possible playoff chance. In my I opinion. think, yeah, a, a very slim chance, but, yeah, they lose it. Oklahoma State loses, and they're done. And that's the thing. I don't think the Big 12 has divisions. I don't think. They're no, just, they don't. They don't have yeah, divisions. So, 
They, they actually didn't even have a championship game for a couple of years there because of that. Yeah, and now it's the best two records. It's stupid. They did it right. for this game so they can make money off this game. It's a terrible championship. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's just another yeah regular season game. And like I said, Oakley State a very slim shot, but yeah, they 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 got to win this. But I, I like Baylor. I'm going to take Baylor too as well. I don't like Baylor. I hate Baylor. I like Mike Gundy because he's a man. He's 50. Uh, but but. I think Baylor wins this game, sadly. Uh, now we're going to jump to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium there in Atlanta, Georgia. Thank God it's being played on a, a Saturday because the Chick-fil-A in the stadium will be open. Whoa! As, hey. as number one Georgia takes on number three, the, the, the Crimson Tide of Alabama. Man, I wish you could play the old Monday night football scene. Right? Boom, boom. Boom, boom, boom. Georgia by six and a half. Uh, boy, I, you know, that game is so tough to call because Alabama, you know, like Alabama, you know, they just slipped by. Who would they just slip by? Like Arkansas or, uh, or, no, or Auburn? Auburn. Auburn, yeah, yeah, just slipped by Auburn. And, and they had a couple other closes. They, they won by a touchdown against them. I, I can look it up here, but yeah. So they're not, you know, you know, we're used to Alabama just rolling every single game. Yeah. Oh, oh believe me. I, I've already seen Texas's schedule next year. The second game of the season's against Alabama. I'm fucking pissed. Wait a minute, who's this? Texas next year. They've already released their schedule for next year. Second game of the season is at home against Alabama. Well, in Texas, right? So, yeah, one and one. The silver lining on that is get that loss out of the way early. <laughs> Amen. Uh, all right. Uh, like in this game, you got a 12 and 0 Georgia team that has been fucking dominant this year. Yeah. Taking yeah. on an Alabama team that uh, uh, hasn't been yeah. Alabama. What do you but think? But it's still Alabama. Yeah, right. it's still Alabama. Yeah. And so, uh, George, I mean, that's a game that, you know what, even though, uh, like, that's a huge game, SEC championship, you know, people, you're gambling, you know, people love it, but you know, that's the whole point. You're supposed to, you know, pick a side, because that is literally like a coin flip, as far as I'm concerned, for that bet. So, I probably won't even bet on it, because I just don't know. I like to like somebody in the game if I bet on it, and I don't know in this one, so... Uh, I look, look. I I think Georgia should probably win by a couple touchdowns. I wouldn't be surprised to see Alabama win. That way, there's two SEC schools in the playoff. Wink, wink. You know what I mean? Um, right. But if it comes down to it, Georgia's the better team, and, and I I, I, oh, I, yeah. I I'm picking Georgia in this game. Okay, Georgia by a touchdown. Yeah, I I just hope for a good game, like that. But uh, uh, I, I I can't find myself. I'd almost kind of root for Alabama, even though I'd never thought that word to come out of my mouth. But. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Especially if with Nick Saban. Fuck that guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, look, does does Houston have any kind of shot against Cincinnati? I think they do. I think they do. Uh, it's in uh, Cincinnati. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, you know, uh, home home field. You know, when you're at uh, you know Nebraska or Texas or, or Notre Dame, that's Cincinnati. I mean, you know, uh, they have to look in the paper, and people are like, "Hey, the Bearcats are playing today. You want to watch them or something?" So, <laughs> so I don't know. Then I just think Houston has a legit. You know, they they they're undefeated. 
they, you know, they beat Notre Dame. I can't remember anybody else that gives a crap that they beat. So I think you have a good shot. In fact, I would bet, uh, let's see, it's uh, Cincinnati, maybe like 10 and a half. I'll take 10 and a half. And, uh, yeah, I, I like Houston. I'll take the end Okay, I, I think Cincinnati wins because they need that to win to get to, to even have a chance at the playoff. And then our our final championship game that we're going to talk about is of the Big Ten, even though there's, what, 13 teams there. Uh, (laughs) There's 14, but yeah. uh, Yeah, something like that, yeah. God, they're having sex. They're reproducing. Uh, (laughs) Michigan uh, against Iowa. Iowa quarterback probably won't even be there. He's uh, entered the NFL draft. So I think that's a done deal. So, uh, this is Michigan. Uh, Michigan wins a bit, and they have to. I mean, Michigan. No matter what they've done this year, they got to win this game to go to, to to go to the final four. Look, I think Michigan. I I think Michigan's going to win this game. If that same Michigan team shows up this week that showed up and whooped Ohio State's ass because they put a beating on Ohio State last. Why? Right. I was surprised. Yeah. Uh, I was I was pretty excited and happy to see that because I like it when Michigan's good. I like it when the good teams are good. I like it when Nebraska's good, when Michigan's yeah. good, Notre Dame's good, when Texas is good, which will never be again probably. Darkness, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I, I used to... I used to celebrate, you know, possible national championships, and now, now as a Nebraska fan, I'm like, please, is there a light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah, no shit. Uh, so we both got Michigan in this game? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think they're all. It's, it's a big spread. I, I don't like double-digit spread, but uh, but Michigan should roll. Like I said, I was their kid probably, he's done, so the quarterback should, yeah. All right, well, let's jump to the NFL. Uh, we'll start with tonight's game. And by the way, I'm calling bullshit on this. This is two years in a row that we haven't gotten our 10 days off like we usually get. Cowboys are on Thursday night football taking on another team that didn't get 10 days off, the Saints who got killed on Thanksgiving, taking on the Cowboys in New Orleans. What do you think, Joe? Okay, so the Cowboys, I think, are like five and a half point favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, Boy, and this thing, and this thing is in. Uh, it's in. It's it's. Oh no, it's in New Orleans. Is it not? Yeah, it's in New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans, right? And Dallas laying at five and a half. I I, I don't have the waybos to bet on Dallas. I don't. Uh, even though the kid, the quarterback starting for the Saints, um, I have no idea. Never heard of his name before in my life. Like Payson something mm-hmm. is starting tonight for the Saints. So uh, I, I'll you know I, I'll take Dallas to win it. But uh, I don't think they deserve to be laying five and a half. Oh, I do. Oh, they, look, the Cowboys, they don't have a coaching staff tonight. Dan Quinn's going to be coaching yeah. on the sideline because everybody's, oh, yeah, right. everybody's got COVID, even though they've all been well, vaccinated. That's weird. If the Cowboys lose, Arnie, you're, you know you're personally responsible, right? Oh, yeah, totally. I totally – and I get it. I, I'm the curse of the team, but that's okay. <laughs> No, uh, yes. McCarthy is an avid listener to the show. And all you did, all you did was tell him not to get vaccinated, and look what happened. Uh, <laughs> I, everybody's back. CD Lamb is back this week. Uh, Amari Cooper is back this week. Cowboys win this game, I, I think, fairly easily tonight. Wow, Saints yeah. on a four-game losing streak. So make it they five. Get 
Make it five, baby. Okay. All right. Then we jump to Sunday, and we got the eight and three Buccaneers taking on the five and six Falcons. Chick-fil-A will be closed inside the uh, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium that day. Thank you. Wow. That's two Chick-fil-A updates, people. That should be sent out like an Amber Alert. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tampa Bay, uh, it's the B team, okay? The one, I know they split up. Milicek and Brady, uh, he's up there. I mean, anyway, we'll get to him. But Tampa Bay laying nine and a half. Currently now it's 11. Wow. Uh, so, yeah, boy. Falcons one and four at home. Uh, yeah, Tampa, Tampa Bay wins it, but they win by seven. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I, I got Buccaneers, too. Uh, the Falcons just suck. They're terrible. They are bad. They are bad. Uh, all right. Next one. Now, this is kind of an interesting matchup. Is, Kyle, is Kyler Murray playing this week for the Cardinals? Let me. The Cardinals. Let me. Because they've got the bear. As you're looking that up, they're they're nine and two, six and zero oh on the road this season, and taking on the the hapless Bears, who are four and seven and two and three at home. This is an old school NFL rivalry, even though it's not a rivalry anymore. The the Cardinals and the Bears. The Cardinals and the Bears. Uh, at Soldier uh, Field. At Soldier Field, Cardinals and the Bears. At Soldier Field. Uh, yeah, let me see. Cardinals and the Bears and Children's Field. I don't know Kyler Murray. I, I know Jalen Hurts' ankle is hurting possibly, but Kyler Murray, I, uh, the Bears stink. They barely eat one out over the Lions on Thanksgiving, and that's new fest. So uh, I, I, like, I like the Cardinals. Yeah, I'll, I, I hate the Cardinals, but I like them. And by the way, have you heard, uh, one of uh, we were talking college earlier about Oklahoma. Oklahoma wants to get Cliff Kingsbury to coach OU. Why would Cliff Kingsbury leave the 9-2 and two Cardinals, the best team in the league, to go back to the college? Well, I mean, obviously, if it, it might be more money and you're the head coach. He's the uh, head coach of the Cardinals. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess, yeah. I, the thing I was thinking about, because I remember I remember Gundy at Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma State, and then uh, uh, how do you pronounce his last name again? King, Kingsbury, he was at Texas Tech, I believe. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, he was another gunslinger, so he'd be a great offensive coach. I mean, I love offensive guys as being head coaches. Well, that, but, but, but why would you leave an NFL team that you're the head coach of to right. go to Oklahoma? And not only that, but uh, you're right, because you, you've already reached the pinnacle. But, uh, uh, I mean... <laughs> You don't have to do the recruiting. No. You know, your, your, your team is, you know, the Cardinals, are, they're, they're fine with going, you know, 5-11, and 11, and now they're winners. Yeah. I mean, you've turned them around. Uh, yeah, that, that's a great question. Who, yeah. who, who did you say wanted Oklahoma? Oh, yeah, I, I, I heard a lot of people yeah. say that they want to click. Well, of course you want him. He's an NFL coach. Yeah. Uh, but we're, be, we're both taking did, the Cardinals in that game, though. I was both taking the Cardinals because, you know, he's like, have you seen my, my spread here in Phoenix? No, let me move to Norman. <laughs> uh, all right. How about the six and five Chargers against the seven and four Bengals in Cincinnati? The six and five Chargers. Let me see here. The six and five Chargers against the Bengals. Hmm. That's okay. So we got, uh, boy. 
I guess that's about a that's like a pick'em game, if I'm not mistaken. I got a three-point spread on that game. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you're right. Cincinnati yeah, three minus spread. three. I hate Cincinnati. The Chargers are a lot worse than I thought they were going to be. Uh, but that, that that Justin Herbert, that kid's kind of he's pretty damn good. Um, I'm going to take the Chargers in this. I need I need to see more teams to lose. Okay. Uh, this is the game where I think we finally find out which one of these two teams are for real. If the Chargers are for real or if the Bengals are for real. Right. And I, I don't know who to pick. Yeah, that's a tough call. I mean, his home field is, is a huge thing. But uh, so that is that is a, a huge call. And here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. Most teams, every team in the NFL got six or seven games left. It's go time now. Yeah. Yeah, now, now it's time to start focusing on the 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 postseason. You got you got to win. You, you three three weeks ago you could have a two game losing streak. We still got a shot at the playoffs, yep. but now you know you go on a two three game losing streak, you're done. Yeah, I agree. That that game. Look, I, I'll take the Bengals at home, but I'm not going to be surprised to see the Chargers win because I, I I don't buy either of these teams as, as a legit threat in the AFC just yet. Yeah, uh, I'll take I'll take the Chargers plus the three. Okay. Uh, next one is the easiest game of the entire weekend to pick. The Minnesota Vikings look to even up their record. Uh, they're five and six right now as they travel to the O and ten and one. I'm sorry, O ten and one. Yeah, yeah. Fucking and, Minnesota or the the Detroit Lions. Man, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I always talk about those four or five upsets every week. You know, you're an NFL team. In today's day, an NFL team, uh, you're really, you can't win one game because in the NFL, it's supposed to be, oh, any team can beat any team on any you know, given Sunday or whatever. But uh, Detroit's trying to say, no, that's not true. We suck all the time. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. They got to get a win. I don't know. I got, they got like six weeks. Well, uh, yeah, I, I gotta take Detroit. I'll take the seven points and destroy at home. Okay. All right. Well, I, I I'm gonna take the Vikings. I think they're gonna win easy. That's just me. Boy, it dog shit time. Uh, time. We got the Giants against the Dolphins. <laughs> Giants against the Dolphins. Exactly. Uh, this yeah. is for all the retired Giants fans that live down in South Beach. Oi, hey, the Giants are coming to town. Yeah! Oh yeah! Oh yeah! A lot of a lot of, uh, of jellies that weekend. <laughs> Get served, and they've got, uh, they've got brisket and and white and black cookies all over the guess, stadium. And we're right in the middle of Hanukkah. They love it. <laughs> yeah, this is a huge Hanukkah game. <laughs> it's a festival of lights. I'm not at a Giants Miami game. So, <laughs> I like let's see Miami favorite by four. I'd like to see Miami win. Uh, you know, I, I don't know why, because uh, but, but I think I, I just they're a good team. It, it's, I, you know, I think they're going to be one of the teams that win a couple in a row. Uh, and for some reason, my best friend in high school was named Daniel Jones. So I don't know why I'm betting against this guy, but yeah, I like Miami. All right, I, I like Miami too. Next game's another dog shit game. The five and seven Eagles taking on the three and eight Jets. Oh, this thing! <laughs> Thank God they split up those two New York teams. I don't yeah. know how they would have contained this that city, even though they play in New Jersey. So the Jets, <laughs> Jets getting six and a half. Jalen Hurts, like I said, uh, got some ankle issues. I, I bet 
you know, I'm kind of the, uh, who's that guy that <laughs> knows all the inside info, but he really doesn't know crap. Um, but uh, uh, who's playing, though? Because I don't know about her if they say he's hurt, but, yeah. uh, uh, but uh, they're still favored by six and a half over the Jets. This is another one of those games where I think you're getting, the Jets are going to pop one. All right. With it. All right. I, I'll pick the Jets because I hate the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> Next one, we got the uh, six and six Colts taking on the two and nine Texans. Indianapolis favored by seven. Indianapolis, they, they're starting to pull it together. They they know they got to win. I'll take the Colts in this one. Yeah, Texans suck. I'll go with the Colts. All right, how about the Washington football team who barely survived Monday night against a bad Seahawks team? On a bullshit call on the onside kick, uh, Washington is on the road against the six and five Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders, uh, Vegas favored by two and a half. They cover. Come on, those guys yeah. are coming after that the game uh, against Seattle, and now coming out to Vegas. I mean, it, they're, they're on the plane with like Vegas, maybe they're watching reruns of the hangover. I mean, <laughs> no, it's over. Vegas takes this one. Yeah, I think I think the Raiders win pretty easy there. Uh in what what's the biggest point spread of the weekend is this next game. The seven and four Rams at home in SoFi Stadium taking on the two and nine Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, here's the thing about this game is the Rams the Rams I, I mean Everybody knows the Rams are going to win this game. The Rams are going to win this game. So it's a double digit. I mean, it's a two touchdown spread. Rams, Rams. That's all the book is. The only thing they can do, they they got to make it a big spread uh, because everybody, if they didn't, everybody would 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 load up on the Rams. So oh, they got to yeah. make it okay. We're we're going to kill them. But I think it's a game where where uh, Jacksonville might cover, but the Rams definitely win this game. Yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, the Rams win easy. I mean, and there's a there's a name we haven't mentioned yet. Interesting if we can go back to the beginning of this whole conversation. What? Urban Meyer has always wanted to coach Notre Dame. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Urban oh. Meyer, right. I that's right. I, I wrote that down last night too. Uh because maybe he's down in Jacksonville just going, What have I done to myself? Yeah. And then and, and, and go back and go live in South Bend. I mean, uh uh, they don't like football up there in, uh, in in Notre Dame, but you might find a niche up there. But yeah, uh, oh, oh, I don't, oh, I don't, so, I don't see him leaving though. I, I think no. he's gonna, you know, one year and then you leave. I mean, I think he, uh, I don't think he leaves. I think he gets fired. I, I think he's <laughs> gonna get fired. Nick Nick Khan's daddy, Tony, or, yeah, Tony Khan's gonna fire his ass. Well, I think every, I don't agree with that. I, I think every coach. I gotta give them two years. That's my thing. I mean, the, the when, one year was like, oh, we gave you, you know. Not when your wife is sitting at home with your grandkids and you're letting some fucking teenage girl grind up on your cock. Folks, folks, listen to me right now. That's called alcohol. Okay, please. If you do have a problem, reach out to somebody. Uh. <laughs> Uh, by the way, I'd like to point something out that Ogre just pointed out on the uh, Mixler page here. I called it. The Rams have not won a game since they signed Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah, in fact, they're on a three-game losing streak right now. Bam! Bam! 
Uh, I told you he was a cancer. I told you. I know you did. I know. Gee, gee, calling Odell Beckham Jr. a cancer. Uh, that's going out on a limb. <laughs> They've lost three in a row. If they lose this game, they got to cut him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know. They, they gotta let him go. I mean, it's not his fault, though. But yeah, the Rams seven and four, but geez, that's a they're in a three game losing streak. Yeah, the Rams they gotta win this game. But like I said, two touchdowns in the NFL. Yeah, uh, that's a lot. It's a big spread, but uh, but we know the Rams are gonna win. All right, how about the eight and three Ravens on the road against the five five and one Pittsburgh Steelers? You know. People are asking for my boy Big Ben. They say he should be step aside, uh, which I I have mixed feelings on that because I there's so many times I've watched Ben Roethlisberger put a football exactly where it was supposed to be and win a game. Uh, so I really like the kid. Baltimore favored by four and a half. Uh, I, have to, I have to lay off the game, but because uh, of course I'm going to take the Steelers. The Steelers are getting points, which they are. Uh, getting four and a half. I, I got to take the Steelers. So. All right. Well, I'm going to take the Ravens because I, I need the wins. But, so I, I'm taking the Ravens in this because I think the Ravens are the most real team in the AFC right now. Yeah, they look like it. Uh, all right. Then we have the six and five resurgent San Francisco 49ers who are in the playoff hunt on the road. Against the Seattle Sea Chickens at three and eight. Yeah, Niners. I think they're one of the teams that have finally put it together. Like you said, they're in the hunt. They're laying three and a half. I don't like that half point on the end. I just like a field goal. But I like the Niners to win this. They're on a three-game winning streak. The uh, the, the uh, Seahawks on a three-game losing streak, which I think is going to grow. Okay. Now I will. I I hate the 49ers. But I will take them this week. Why? Do you know where their head coach played college football? <laughs> That's right. Kyle Shanahan is a proud alumni of the University of Texas. We're going to go Longhorns beating, uh, uh, what's his name, Pete Carroll yet again. Yeah, it was his dad that was the Bronco coach, correct? Yes, yes. Frank, yeah, yeah. Frank. Did, did Kyle never coached at, the, at Denver, did he? No, Kyle's only yeah. he played a little bit and he assisted, but he was a player at the University of Texas, so that's why yeah. I'm taking him. Yeah, I know you are. I know you are. He's a longhorn. All right, uh, Sunday night uh, game. I, I like San Francisco too. Yeah, uh, Sunday night game is the Broncos, the six and five Broncos against the seven and four Chiefs. Are the Chiefs starting to wake up? Uh, I hope so. Uh, Let's see here. We got Kansas City about a 10-point favorite at home. Mm. They're on a four-game winning streak, the Chiefs. It's tough to win five in a row in the NFL. It is. Uh, maybe they'll have their breakdown. I mean, a 10-point favorite. But I think they win. Uh, the winner game, I wouldn't bet because I I, just, I don't like – I don't want – I don't like Denver with the, the 10 points. Yeah. I think Kansas City wins that game, but I don't think they cover Okay, I'll take that. Now, Ogre just brought up something really interesting. Pete Carroll leaves Seattle to take the University of Miami job. Oh. Pete Carroll. Oh, I could yeah. see that. 
Well, if that happens, if that happens, if that happens, just wait, because like two weeks after he leaves, there'll be a huge scandal that he was involved (laughs) in in Seattle. And that's when we'll find out why he really left. Uh, So, so bad, because he'll just do that. Why he chomped on the gum? He's so nervous. Like, oh, Oh, no, I know they're looking at me. They're looking for me. Whatever. So, uh, I hate the guy. No, I can't <laughs> stand him. He's a piece yeah, of shit. I can't shit. stand him either. Uh, and you were saying you go to my, you go down to that. It's, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Florida, but go to that cesspool, Miami. Have fun, buddy. <laughs> All right, and our final game Monday night: the eight and four Patriots. I tell you what, it's a lot. I'm, I'm impressed with the eight and four Patriots. I, I got to give it up. Six in a row. Uh, eight and four Patriots are taking on the Buffalo Bills. Now, this is a great Monday night game. Yeah, amen. For a better Monday night game. Uh, New England, 5-0 and all on the road this year. That's pretty <laughs> so impressive. Belichick, Belichick up to, well, he doesn't have Brady, he doesn't have anybody. He'll just be another also red. Nope, he's up for coach of the year already now. So, uh, I, I like New England to win this game. Yeah, I, I don't. I like the. I, 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 I got to stick with the Bills Mafia. The Bills have been my team in the AFC all season. And I'm going to stick with them. This is the game that shows they're for real this year. <laughs> the Bills, they're going to prove themselves, right? Yeah, I, I think this is the game. This is the one they need right here. And it's going to be 34. I mean, th- this is a perfect game. 34 degrees, raining in Buffalo. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> New England never gets that kind of weather, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, New England, yeah, the Buffalo favored by three. I kind of, I don't know why. I know I know a, a chicken wing vendor here in town that's a huge Buffalo fan. Yes, yes, the, just Slater's Dingle Wings. Slater's Dingle Wings, yes. Phenomenal, yeah, phenomenal. Really? Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I told him I want. I haven't changed him, but I keep track of where he's at. One of these times, I'm going to swing in. He's always told me so. Yeah, and I know he loves Buffalo. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I kind of, you know what? I've kind of become a Matt Jones fan. Yeah, he. You know, right? What's not to like? I mean, I like Josh Allen, but Matt Jones is—he's growing on you. Yeah, yeah, he is. He's like a little feisty. You know, he's, a, he's like a, he's like a, to me, he's not, not, not the same, you know, obviously when it's a running back, but like a McCaffrey, yeah. you know, the guys that just get it done, just yeah. crappy dudes, you know, and uh, I like, I like his style. I like New England. I think it's going to be a great game. I'm taking Buffalo. Joe, thank you so much. We will talk to you again next week. We'll go over what happened in the championship games, if there's any coaching moves, and, of course, the next week in the NFL. So, Joe, have a great week, my friend. Thank you so much. Always a pleasure, Arnie. Thank you. All right, pal. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy. Now, the one thing we didn't talk about, there's a couple other sports stories out there that I got to get to. Um, uh, Let's see. I've got all these things highlighted that I haven't gotten to yet. Um, Major League Baseball locked out their players last night. Really? Really? Right after the Rangers just spent like $600 million to make their team better. And then there's a lockout now in baseball. I, I don't know what the lockout's about. And, and by the way, I don't care. I don't know about you, but I am sick and tired of the multimillionaires 
taking on the billionaires. I want more. Oh, no, I want more. How about you just fucking live with what you got? I mean, come on. The Rangers just agreed to a $325 million deal with a shortstop. Yeah, he's a very, very good shortstop, but he's still a shortstop. Didn't Max Scherzer just sign a gigantic contract somewhere as well? If you're willing to, this is the thing I don't understand. If you're an owner and you're willing to shell out that money to get these good players, why are you trying to hold them back? I, I, I don't understand this. And there's, they locked them out last night. Hopefully this won't be a long work stoppage. We'll see. But everything in the postseason has now come to a stop. We're still about, I don't know, three months away from spring training. Scherzer went to the Mets. Okay, yeah. And he signed a big-ass deal there. The teams are, if the owners are selling, yeah, we'll, we'll pay you that much. Then what are you bitching at? And the players are saying, well, what the fuck are you bitching at? A lockout, what does that mean? Well, that means that the owners will lock them out. Players can't use the facilities. They can't, uh, like, go and weight train at the facilities. There will be no spring training. Not until both sides reach a labor agreement deal. Which me and and uh, and honestly, this is what it's about. If this is anything like the NFL, and I'm pretty sure it is, Major League Baseball owners get paid millions upon built well billions of dollars for their television rights, and they share a portion of that with the players' union, and that's how they pay salaries. Well, the players' union gets whatever percentage. So this is literally, literally over about two or three percent of the television contract. That's what it's the players who are saying we want more money and more options, and and you start to hate the players a little bit, and then you realize, wait a second, the owners aren't willing to give these people this, even though the owners have billions of dollars. This is a fight that's not. It's this isn't the old days of baseball. This isn't the old time in baseball where the owners got together and they fucking colluded against the players. And players in, like I said, Corey Seager just signed a new deal worth $325 million. Scherzer gets three years, $130 million a year. That's more than $40 million a season he's getting. And you, the players are upset. I, I, this is why I, it's going to be the death of pro sports, I'm telling you. I think athletes should be paid as much as they're worth. They should get as much as they can because their their careers aren't long. And, yes, owners, they do take the risk. They buy the stadiums. But the thing is is that they have to fill the stadiums. They're the ones that have to sell the advertising at the stadiums. They're the ones that have to do all the hard work. The players just play. I think about the Texas Rangers owner. who I, I, don't, I don't, Do I know the owner right now? I don't know who the owner is. Uh, he, he was an idiot that fucking made Nolan Ryan leave. But he's a guy who got a new stadium built, got people and asses in seats there, advertising all over the stadium, and the team laid a gigantic turd for the last two years. Now, I've been screaming that the Rangers need to spend money, and here they are. They have spent the money, and now there's a lockout. This is why I hate professional sports. Just fucking shut up and play. 
I, I, I mean, honestly, just shut the fuck up and play. Nobody cares. No, nobody's interested in, 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 oh, my gosh, I can only buy six Maseratis. We, we've grown tired of the crybaby athlete, including a great story that's happening. LeBron James is out indefinitely after NBA found that he is uh, carrying the coronavirus. By the way, the, the dickhead decided to post on Twitter yesterday. He said there's something fishy going on. Well, the fishy thing is that you got COVID. You might be vaccinated, and he is. He's talked about his vaccination, yet he's still got COVID. Is that the fishy thing that you're talking about, LeBron? Because, hey, hey, the NBA's got their things in place. They put you on the sideline. And, by the way, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. It just couldn't happen to a nicer guy. So uh, there you go. Uh, we'll take a break now. He's got a yeast infection because he's a pussy. Uh, let's see. Uh, Scherzer wins the Mets. Good time to have them rethink. Dumb fucking Guardian's name. Amen to that. That should be gone. Uh, Ogre said this could be the best Monday night football of the season. This is the test for both teams to see if they're legit. Go Pats. I love how people are pissed that the Pats have a good quarterback again. I, I, I'm just glad we're going to get a good game on Monday night, not another Washington versus Seattle. What kind of shit storm is that? We've got a good Thursday night game. Well, good for me because I'm a Cowboys fan. All right, we still got a lot to talk about here on the big show today. 775-357-FANS is the number. Remember, tomorrow, which is Friday, we have Celebrity Ass Deathmatch. We have uh, Karate Men, the greatest Karate Men of all time along with Cover Song Friday. So there you go. 775-357-FANS or ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com if you want to write the show.
town You know I lost a lot of friends there, baby I got no time to mess around So if you want it, got to bleed, boy, baby
775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Bucky's Day! Bucky! Yeah! Today is Bucky's Day! Can't wait! Gonna eat at some place called Rodeo Goat tonight. Some popular place here in Rockwall. I, I don't know. I'm supposed to have great hamburgers. I'm on, I'm, I'm on like a quest right now for like the best hamburger because I enjoyed Fuddruckers because A, Fuddruckers made big burgers and they made them to order. And I like my burgers rare and I, I love their burgers. So I'm on, I'm on kind of a hunt right now to find the, the best burgers in the area that will make them to your order. And I still haven't found the one yet. Uh, Harrison says, I went to Bucky's Sunday in Fort Worth. That's the one we haven't hit in the Metroplex yet. That and the one in Denton. I think we're just going to go up to the one in Royce City tonight. But, yeah, got got, got to go to Bucky's today. Uh, all right. It was, uh, what was it? Was it day three yesterday or day, today's day three? Today's day four in the trial of... Jizzlene, 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 Jizzlene. I'm begging you, please don't take that girl. Jizzlene, 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 Jizzlene. Please don't take her to that awful man. Your money is beyond compare with fancy cars and clothes to wear with dollar bills and stacks and stacks of green. Your smile is so frightening, your cooch is nothing I have seen. I would never serve you to an enemy. Just lean. All right. Oh, wait. Before we get to just lean here, hold on a second. Freddie Kitt says, we got to stop at the chocolate store, too. Someone ate my caramels. Now, she wants to make it sound like I ate her caramels. First of all, with my dentures, I can't eat caramel shit. So that wasn't me. And secondly, this caramel, like, look, this chocolate shop that, that I'm about to talk about, I don't know, it, what's it called, like Denver chocolates or whatever? Rocky Mountain chocolates. That's what it is. I go in there the other night. Now, they got these at C's. I don't know why they ain't got them here. I enjoy... The chocolate-covered, white chocolate, of course, because white is right when it comes to chocolate. The white chocolate dripped on to peanut brittle. I like that. It's good. It tastes delicious. I saw that they had peanut brittle at the store, and they have chocolate-covered all sorts of shit in this store, right? Except peanut brittle. I thought maybe they're sold out. I look at the gal behind the counter, and I say, excuse me. Y'all got any chocolate-covered peanut brittle? The bitch looked at me like I was speaking Swahili. Well, uh, uh, no. no. I mean, that was the, no. Uh, we have peanut brittle. I, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm standing right in front of the peanut brittle. I'm like, no shit, you have peanut brittle. Have you ever thought about covering it in chocolate? Oh, I don't like that place. That place is evil. Fuck that place. I'll just buy my chocolate from the fucking the, the Mars company. Give me some Snicker bars. Uh, all right. By the end of Testimony Wednesday, the first accuser 
took the stand in the sex trafficking trial of Ghislaine Maxwell. Asked her all kinds of questions about things if she remembers or doesn't remember. They're trying to set her up for a, a false memory of being raped. All this kind of stuff. The girl that was on, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, the girl that was on, 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 uh, on the witness stand, her, they, they only called her Jane. They're not giving their real names to use, obviously. Uh, but Jane, who is also an actress now, the defense attorney accused her of this just being another one of her roles that she's playing. This is really gross. This is really ugly. This is nasty. The pilot spoke a couple days ago on on the uh, plane uh, that would take rides down to Pedophile Island. By the way, another black book came out and 700 more names. That's right, I said it. 700 more names came out. Some of these names that came out on the stand were Kevin Spacey, Chris Tucker. Donald Trump's name has come out that he rode on the plane. I don't know if it was to Pedophile Island or not. I don't know why Donald Trump has to ride on anybody else's plane. But if it turns out, then we got to cancel him too. I don't know if the plane was just for, you know, indecent things with children. But this trial is keeping it. And, and look, I got to say, I got to give it up to the mainstream media. They are watching it. They have not shied away from it. And I, I got to say, bravo. Now, no, we don't have cameras in courtrooms, but there it's a federal court, so they can't be in there. Uh, Douglas says, I can honestly say I have never been to Pedo Island or flown with Pedo Airlines. I can say that, too. Uh, yes, I, I'm very happy to say that I've never been to Pedo Island or never been a part of Pedo Air. So, look, these lawyers are doing their job. They're trying to discredit these young women saying, no, you did not get molested, even though these women probably did get molested. I would be a bad juror because I would be ready to fucking... If I was on the jury, I'd just tell you this right now. I'd just be like, I just want names. If you don't give me names, I will acquit that bitch. Give me names or just fucking save your time. I'm tired of having fucking bag shitty lunches. So there you go. There's the breaking news on the Galene Maxwell shit. Nothing has come out that, that's like, oh, my God, yet. Now, uh, Webster's Dictionary has released their word of the year already. If you've seen this, uh, then you're with me and you go, really? This is this year's word of the year? For 2021, the Merriam-Webster's word of the year is... Wait, let me read this. Uh, it was not to Epstein Island with Trump. Now, if his name is on the list heading to Epstein Island, then that's a sicko. And, of course, the media is going to be talking about it basically only with no extra coverage of Trump flying to New York and cut dude off decades ago. Go figure. Oh, I know. I, you're absolutely right, Mike D. Okay, once again, the Merriam-Webster word of the year is... Vaccine.
Now, see, I, I, this is what they, they should have gone with jab. But they went with vaccine. The country's oldest dictionary announced that Monday vaccine took the title as searches for the term overwhelmingly increased 601%. So dumb. I, I swear, it, you're such a dumb society. Uh, I, I'm not even going to give the definition because I think that's just too goddamn dumb. But of course, of course, though, we do have to talk about the most dangerous thing out there, Omicron. Wait, was this it? Omicron. No, that wasn't it. It's got to be a little cleaner. Omicron. Omicron. There it was. That's it. Number two. Omicron. Biden's preparing stricter testing for all travelers to the U.S. That's part of his plan. He's going to give out all of his big plan today. This is what I, I, I truly hate about our politicians, especially this president. He was asked about this yesterday. He was beating, I don't know what he was, he was fucking, I think he had just done Connect Four and he won. He, he beat a goat at Connect Four, so there was a press conference for it. And one of the members of the press asked him about Omicron. He said, oh, I'll be addressing that on Thursday. On Thursday, I'll be addressing that. Why can't you talk about it then? Why can't you talk about it then? They have said that the first case has been found, and it has been in San Francisco. Super duper. Okay. Okay, so this is where I, I, I just got to say, I, I just got to say, maybe this is the dumb southerner in me. We, 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 we can't figure out where the virus came from, the original coronavirus, but we can find patient zero in America suffering from Omicron. I, I mean, Really? It was in San Francisco, somebody was traveling from South Africa, went back, boy, that's a hell of a long flight, San Francisco to South Africa, no thanks. Uh, The person had tested positive on the 29th of November and had not received a booster shot, meaning that they were vaccinated. There is something that's being reported today, and I didn't have time before the show because I was too busy uh, working on this idiot. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. No, of course you wouldn't. Um, they're saying that Omicron is affecting pretty much only vaccinated people, which I think is great, even though I'm vaccinated. The symptoms are a lot more mild. In South Africa, where they first reported it, even though it happened somewhere else before there, um, they're saying no hospitalizations and no deaths yet. Found in San Francisco, does Omicron affect one's butthole? <laughs> but how is it they found patient zero in America, yet we can't figure out, was this a bat or was this made in a lab? 
By the way, we are getting all crazy. Now, this is the White House chief medical advisor. This isn't even Fauci. Everybody wants to get worked up about Omicron. Omicron. When there are reported 226 cases of Omicron in 20 countries. That's roughly 10 percent, 10 people in all 20 countries have it. We're reissuing mask mandates six feet away, and the word lockdowns has been used a number of times for 226 cases worldwide. Will somebody tell me again, why is this about science? I will try my best to never say, Omicron, without the, that's not a good one. Is this one better? I need one that starts, how about that? No. Oh, there it was. Oh, that's even better. Omicron. That's the one. That's the good one. Number nine. Omicron. I sound like Optimus Prime there. Omicron. There we go. Much better. Much, much better. The individual who was fully vaccinated had mild symptoms that are improving. Then why is it a big deal? Why are we making such a big thing of Omicron? I mean, I, seriously. And, of course, the, the pussies of society. I'm not going to give them a certain letter in front of their name just because there are so many fucking pussies. Oh, my God, shut everything down. Shut everything down. There's another variant. It's going to kill everybody. Every time I hear Omicron, all I hear is unicorn and a planet-sized transformer villain from the movie. No lockdowns during bowl season, but that won't affect Austin. Austin, Harrison, just remember, we dropped 70 on you. As bad as the Longhorns were, they still dropped 70 on Texas Tech this year. Just throwing that out there. And by the way, there is still a chance that Texas gets a bowl game. They don't have enough wins, but bowl there aren't enough bowl-eligible teams out there. And the Longhorns might get an invite somewhere. I think it's horseshit. I, I, hey, but hey, you get extra practices, you get extra money. So don't start counting them chickens, Harrison, unless you count to 70. And you remember that beating the Longhorns put on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Just saying. Um, why, why would you need to have a press conference and a plan in place for 226 cases in 20 different countries? Remember what I said yesterday about honesty destroying civilization? If nations were 100% honest about who started what, or where the virus came from, it would spell the end. Oh, absolutely it would. But like I said, I said this a long, long time ago. When we first started on the whole coronavirus thing, 
I said that there was a part of me that thought that this was a, a dress rehearsal. Because that lab in Wuhan that it allegedly leaked from has got viruses stored in there that they've made up where the death rate of this thing is at 1%. They have some things in there where the death rate is 50 to 60%. They want to wipe out half the globe. They can do it with another quote-unquote leak. Uh, it's not often that Texas Tech has a better record than Texas. I'm just taking my jab. Oh, I understand, and and you can take your jabs all you want, but I gotta fight back. I ain't gonna let you just jab me to death. I gotta I gotta fight back. The one the one saving grace of our season was we scored 70 points against somebody, and it just so happened to be Texas Tech. So I'm just jabbing you back, buddy. I'm not upset. I'm upset at the Longhorns, but not upset at anything else. Uh, let's see. The World Health Organization says travel bans are having an impact on global cooperation against the new Omicron variant by causing challenges to shipping of laboratory samples. Can, can we just stop? Can, can, let, let's just slow the roll of the World Health Organization. Wait, they named Texas Tech after the BB gun guy? The Red Raiders? Now they were the Red Raiders before BB guns came out. <laughs> Interesting, funny story about Texas Tech one year. Their ho- their mascot is, is uh, I don't want to call the mascot Zorro because I'm not trying to be a dick. But it, it's somebody who's got a, a black mask on and a black hat, and they ride a black horse. One year it got spooked, and the horse ran headfirst into a wall during a game. Just saying. Uh, when is someone going to fire or, or Alec Baldwin Fauci? <laughs> He's caused so many deaths under him. He had the highest infant mortality rate even before COVID. This guy is a crook. Look, you put, I want to know who walks out of the room. Who walks out of the room? Alec Baldwin or Dr. Anthony Fauci? You put them in and they, they have to fucking duke it out to the death. My money's on Fauci. Oh, man, he's, he's totally, I, he would off Alec Baldwin quickly. Now, if, if there was a gun in the room, then maybe, except that Alec would say, Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, 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 I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them, never. No, the gun just magically showed up, was floating in the air by Alec Baldwin, and it went off mysteriously. Alec can throw a bullet faster than Fauci can throw a ball. Fauci would inject Baldwin with a vaccine. <laughs> Boy, there's a celebrity death match. I mean, I, we'd have to come up with a title, but we'd have Fauci in there, Alec Baldwin. Murderers who aren't, who aren't considered murderers. That poor horse was so embarrassed to be on Texas Tech sidelines, he tried to end it all. Oh, man. Fauci could whip a syringe like a ninja faster than Alec can reach for his unloaded, magically firing by itself gun. Oh, man, that's good stuff right there. Oh, was Paul Walker riding that horse? I knew I shouldn't have told that story. Uh, by the way, uh, Representative 
Chip Roy out of Texas has been saying something I've been saying. He's finally come out and said it. Say Joe Biden is endangering the lives of Texans by not securing the border. Well, no shit, dude. No kidding. Do you think the crime numbers in America have jumped dramatically because of Joe Biden and his policies? I mean, look at, look, look, look. I saw, I, I saw a video. They had 40 shootings again this week in Chicago. Murders are up in Chicago. Murders and violent crime are up like 20% in New York City. Hold on, I got to get the sound effect. New York City! Okay. Uh, in Austin, Texas, they're up 35%. Milwaukee, they're up over 90%, the homicide rates. Okay? All the, And that's all this year. And I'm sorry. I apologize to all the people that hate Donald Trump out there, but he hasn't been president this year. He was president for 20 days this year. And you want to put everything on him? No. I'm not going to allow that. You want to put stuff on him for the last four years? Okay. But not this year. The buck stops with the president, and that's why Donald Trump was not reelected. Because of the COVID and people losing their jobs, losing money. The buck stops with the president. When it comes to violent crime like this, the buck stops with the president. And it just, it, it angers me so much that nobody sees this. I, I mean, there people see it, but nobody really reports on it. The way that the president is punishing certain states, i.e. the state of Texas, you can look at the power grid, what happened to the power grid, what he's doing with the borders, and then once those people get here, what does he do? He flies about half of them to Florida. You're going to see those rates going up. Just telling you, when it comes to all these bad things and crime, our country, do you realize that this is a true story? Where, oh, wait, what was it? Oh, yeah. Right now, today, if you're in Chicago, do you realize that you would be safer in Mexico City? than you would be in Chicago. I want you to let that sink in. You think of a good old home, you know, loving Midwestern town of Chicago. Chicago is a more dangerous place to be right now than Mexico City. If that doesn't fucking scare you as an American... I don't know what will scare you. How sad is this that you said New York City and then played the sound effect and my mind said, hmm, I could go for chips and salsa. New York City! And remember it said, get a rope. Can't do that one anymore. That's racist. All ropes are racist. Just like all horses are racist, all ropes are racist as well. Douglas says, hold up, Arnie. I've been told that Biden was going to unite the U.S. and bring us together. He wouldn't mislead us, would he? No. Not Poopy Joe. Not Farty Joe in front of fucking Kamala or 
or Carmella or whatever her name is over in Great Britain. So, once again, the borders are a joke in this country. And our president decided, hey, I'm going to appoint Kamala Harris to be the czar. Okay. So what did she do yesterday? Well, this is what she did, and this is great. The White House unveils space priorities framework as VP Kamala Harris leads first space council meeting. Really? Everybody who made fun of me included made fun of the whole Space Force thing. And I still think it's kind of a joke, but that's just me. That's just me. Hey, you guys can don't tell me how I'm wrong I am. I, I understand. Um, Kamala Harris is going to be part of the, the Space Council. Um, what about her other job? I don't know, as the immigrations are. She's done a bang-up job on that. And the only reason, the only reason we are paying any attention to this is because of the, what is it, supersonic or hydrosonic, supersonic fucking missiles that China has has tested and they work and our radars can't pick them up and they fly into space. And we're like, oh, damn. Well, I don't know what's scarier, China doing that or us putting her in charge of it. She's proven she can't do anything. And by the way, it has nothing to do with her being black. It has nothing to do with her being a woman. She cannot do the job. When will America finally realize some things? I'm not saying that no woman could do this job. I'm saying this woman can't do the job. A woman who was second or third Democrat to leave the presidential running. A woman who incarcerated and held people past their their sentences in California prisons. Black men. And the same woman who got her way to the Attorney General of California by sucking Mayor Willie Brown's dick. And people are like, wait a second, she's not a good vice president. Uh, uh, Surprise, surprise, surprise. Golly. Uh, Really? And now we want her to run the first space council meeting. Kamala, we need you to go into that room over there, and uh, Hollywood superstar Alec Baldwin's in there. Well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the trigger. No, no, no. I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull a trigger at them. Never. No, no, never. Never, never. Do not come. Do not come. I'm going to come. Oh. How dare you? Oh, I got a story about Greta coming up, too. The White House released a document called the, quote, United Space Priorities Framework, which gives an overview of how the administration plans to develop and implement national space policy and strategy going forward. 
about you fix the border? Eh? Maybe you can do both of them, but how about we start working on the border issue? Eh? Oh, yeah. Oh, Douglas, I saw that. I, I saw Jimmy Kimmel, that fucking little cunt. Say that people only don't like her because of sexism and racism, not because she sucks at her job. I, I Look, I reported that. We talked about that. Jimmy Kimmel's a fucking moron. Jimmy Kimmel has been defending Dr. Fauci all week. I don't know anybody who has defended Dr. Fauci, especially in the last three months. And now, But now we can say that Jimmy Kimmel is defending him. Jimmy, you are a moron. Jimmy, you don't need to be anywhere near politics. You make everybody on the left dumber with the things you say. You truly do. Has anybody ever noticed this? I I know that's my Andy Rooney thing. But have you ever noticed really how racist Jimmy Kimmel is? Little Guillermo, little Mexican security guard, that he treats like an absolute third worlder. But hey, it's in the name of comedy. It's funny. Oh, okay. So I, I can go out there and rant against Mexicans all day? Oh, I can't. Oh, okay. What about, can I can I put on black fla- black, blah, blackface and pretend like I'm Carmelo? And I'm going to speak this way like Carmelo. Oh, I, I can't do that, but you can? Oh, that's weird. That's very strange. Oh, that's because you're protected. Oh, okay. I get it now. I, I, I see your point. I hope Milton Bradley has the balls to make a rust version of Clue. It was Alec with the revolver on the set. I think that's the entire board game. It's just on one certain set. There's one card, Alec Baldwin. There's a gun. That's it. Now, that would be funny. <sighs> Sorry. All right. We, we, I have to do. Oh. Well, hold on. Let me do this story real quick about COVID. It was a re- recently it happened. I think it happened this week. Warbird texted me that the uh, mandates, the shot mandates, the jab mandates in Nevada for city workers has been postponed. He was very happy about that because he didn't want to lose his job as a firefighter because he's busy saving people's lives every day. Now it seems like, oh boy, this is a little bit of a problem here. Um, that New York City's New York City thank you, troubled jail system is facing a little bit more trouble. Coming up with the suspension of hundreds of correction officers for failing to meet Tuesday night's deadline. To get vaccinated. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. About 700 jail workers who have applied for religious or medical exemptions can continue to work while their cases are reviewed. Up to 570 workers could be put on leave without pay for filing to comply. What happens to the jails then? 
Huh? What happens? Do we let them walk free? Because we don't have anybody to watch them anymore. Isn't that peculiar? And by the way, a couple more courts have come out this week to say, no, the, the mandate is unconstitutional. Easy, Bane will empty the jails and get new... Oh, hello, Batman. Oh, it's me, Bane. Oh, no. <laughs> I've only had corona for a little while. I plan on emptying out the jails, though. Yes, that's right, because I am Bane. Hello there. Hmm. Yes, Batman, you know the girl that you slayed in the bedroom the other day is my girlfriend? Oh, yes. Uh, let me tell you. Your dick tastes terrific because I am Bane. I have no taste buds. <laughs> Easy uh, answer. They watch each other. It's not like they're criminals in jails or something. Dazzle, dazzle, Batman. <laughs> Bane and Cosby mix up. Well, Rudy, I am Bane. Oh. You've grown accustomed to the darkness. I was born in it, Flazzle Dippity. L.A. Fire, fire Department has put over 200 firefighters on leave without pay for not complying. A fatal fire happened yesterday, and the closest fire station was closed due to staffing. Well, and you know the bad part about that. This is the bad part, Warbird, and I think you know what the bad part is is that the way the media reacts and the way that certain people with mouthpieces react will say that's the firefighter's fault. How dare they do that? Firefighters who are out there willing to risk their lives, they run into buildings that are on fire when we're all running out. We tell them that they have to do that with their body. They aren't slaves. And once again, this whole fucking mandate, all of this stuff, please explain to me why fully vaccinated people are dropping left and right to COVID. Why is it that the entire Dallas coaching staff has had it? They were all vaccinated. Uh, why is LeBron James not playing? Well, he was fully vaccinated. He spoke out before getting vaccinated. Um. Can anybody explain that to me? What would happen? Okay. Let, let's play a little what-if scenario. Because I, I, I'm on the firefighter side here. I, you'll, you'll usually find me on the firefighter side. Um, what would happen if these firefighters in L.A. had gotten the vaccine, and then lo and behold, Omicron came out, and affected like 200 of them, and they had to close a firehouse. And there was a fatal fire. By the way, all, all 200 of the people who had Omicron live, none go to the hospital. Whose fault is it then? I really hate the world. I really, really do. 
what if the vaccines were made to weaken our immunity so variants could spread easier? Who knows? Look, look this is what I think. This is my own personal thought. As we know, vaccines, the vaccines are not 100% effective, and they never have been. They never claimed they were. Um, but what happens is, is that these vaccines, they, they, they do one of two things. They grow stronger by realizing, oh, this person has a vaccine, and I have to affect it in different ways. Or what is happening with Omicron 2021 uh, is that now it's just going to mutate on the least or the most common denominator thing in your body, whatever it reacts to. And it's a weakened down version. Oh, Derek, you're absolutely right. Delta. Omicron is media control. Oh, God, yes, because that's all they talk about now. On the liberal fucking morning show that I sometimes now watch, because other t- I, I, yesterday I couldn't watch it. I just couldn't watch it. This is all they're talking about. And once again, it's affecting 226 people in 20 different countries. I'm taking out time out of my show to talk about Omicron. Because 226 people around the world have it. I'm telling my more than 226 listeners about something that only affects 200. Where's the calculator? All right, here we go. 226. Would I let, yeah, I would divide it that way. Uh, seven. Okay, divided by two twenty six. Well, I got to do it the other way. Two hundred twenty six divided by. The number is, let's see the amount of people, this is the percentage of people that have Omicron. Point zero, 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 three, two. Let's see, there's a tenth, a hundredth, a thousandth, a ten thousandth, a one hundred thousandth, a million, a one million. A 10 million. So the number is 300. To make up one person, it would take 320 million of these to make up one. But it's about the science. It's about the science, people. Just remember that. It's all about the science. Yeah, I saw that war bird that the news, quote-unquote, this morning said the new variant is going to make the supply chain crisis even worse. How? Does it make ships not work? 
Does it close down ports? We need to get past the fact that people are going to say that. Let people get sick. Let the virus run out. And bet you, I bet you dollars to donuts. Man, we ain't going to have no damn supply chain problem. Why do truck drivers, it, it, let's say a truck driver has to take a load from San Francisco all the way to New York. He's just going to stop for gas and maybe dinner somewhere. And he, if he's got COVID or if he, God forbid, he has Omicron. Let him still work. He's driving alone in the truck. Jesus. See, it makes sense to me that to force population to take an experimental drug to save them uh, from a virus that has less than 1% death rate. They can weaken your immune system so that you need vac subscriptions. Then, motherfucker, you can get rich selling these booster shots. Oh, absolutely. It's so maddening, isn't it? Don't you just hate it? I hate it all. Let's see, Warbird just sent it to me. The Omicron variant reportedly has mild symptoms like soreness and exhaustion. The same you'd feel after a hard day's work. No wonder why liberals are terrified of it. (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, Let's see. I got to get going here because I got to go to the pot. I got to go to the bathroom. Um, Oh, I have to do this story today because this is too funny. This is, this is what I love about Joe Biden bringing the country back together. Black Lives Matter and their national arm is leading a boycott of white companies until New Year's. They're doing this in encouragement of ending white supremacist capitalism. By only going to black-owned businesses. I can't make this up, man. So BLM wants to... (laughs) They're not going to go into any white companies. So what you're... If I'm a white business owner, I'm, I'm, I'm hearing this. This is what I hear. Whoa. A minority of people are not going to shop at my store? Oh, no. What is wrong with these people? White supremacist capitalism uses policing to protect profits and steal black life. Reads the Black Lives Matter Global Foundation's Instagram page. Skip the Black Friday sales and buy exclusively from black-owned businesses. So wait, wait, wait. What if the black-owned business is having a Black Friday sale? Can I go there? We're dreaming of a black Christmas. (laughs) That means no spending with white companies. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So let's just wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let let's just figure this out. So what you're saying 
is that the way to end white supremacist capitalism is minorities don't shop there, meaning a majority of people still do shop there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, how do you find out? I mean, do you have to, like, if, if you go to Sears or, or let's say Target. Target's owned by a French company. Uh, can you go to Target anymore? Oh, you can't? Well, wait, wait, wait. What about, what about grocery stores? Oh, shit. Those are national chains, too. Oh, my God. So I guess what somebody just wrote, does FUBU sell food and electronics? Well, FUBU better fucking break out the FUBU sandwiches. Um, as a, a BLMA organizer, Jan Williams reminded us, capitalism doesn't love black people. In fact, white supremacist capitalism invented po- policing as uh, slavery eerie patty rollers in order to protect our interests. By the way, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. you gotta slow your brakes. Uh, uh, since, uh, I, since even before the Civil War, we have been a capitalist society. <laughs> it had nothing to do with slavery. Black Christmas challenges us to shake off the chains of consumerism and step fully into our own collective power. To build new traditions and run offices as well as a de- offense as well as defense. Hey, if you look, here's the thing. If you want to do that, that's fine. But let me just tell you this right now. You want to know how a racist works? I'm going to tell you how a racist works. A racist sees this and says, hmm, you mean to tell me there ain't going to be none of them Insert slur here. At the store this week, well, hot damn, I'm going to triple what I spend there. That is what a racist would do. Can, can we just, look. No, you can't grocery shop at 7-Eleven. Those are not black owned. See, Douglas, that, that, that you're using your brain. You're, you're using your brain, Douglas, and you can't do that when you talk about this. <laughs> I heard Alec Baldwin used to shop at Target, but now he claims the shopping does itself. Uh, Target? Uh, well, the trigger wasn't pulled. I didn't pull the no, trigger. No, I, didn't no, no, I, I would never point a gun at anyone and pull the trigger. I, I, I would never go to Target, even though I'm a shareholder there. Um Douglas, you're using too much sense when you say this phrase right here. So what do they do? Go to the store and ask what race is of the owner? Because for the most part, I don't know or care what race the person is when I shop. Well, see, that's the racist side of you. I I know. Look, look, look. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. I know that doesn't make you a racist. It makes you actually an open-minded person because you don't care. You want to shop there. I don't care what color the owner is. 
Scott says, so no Walmart, no gas stations, no sporting events or concerts. Sure. Well, you can go to a, a Charlotte Hornets game because Michael Jordan owns them. That's right. No NFL games. You want to stay away from colleges unless it's historically black colleges. Hey, go go to their games. They need all the help they can get. Trying to think what else we got. Hockey, you weren't going to go to hockey anyway, so you're good there. So no, yeah, no Walmart. And Douglas says no Walmart. I may jump on this bandwagon. Ah, oh, and once again, they they end the speech and the story with "Take it to the streets and fuck the police." No justice, no peace. Why are you saying no justice, no peace? Who got screwed over? Oh, is this still about Kyle Rittenhouse, even though he killed white people? Oh, okay. The 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 black guy in Florida who who shot uh, uh, a Florida cop who got off. We we won't talk about him. Or we won't talk about the kid in Fort Worth. By the way, the school shooting that happened yesterday, that kid was arrested right then and there. The kid in Arlington who shot four schoolmates. He was allowed to leave the campus, go home, acquire an attorney, and then turn himself in with said attorney. But once again, no justice, no peace. Fucking crazy. All right, uh, that's going to do it for me today because I am really, I, I, I have got to go to the bathroom very, very bad. So we will end today's show there. Blacks don't support Jordan because Republican buys shoes, too. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Isn't it weird that only white people wear Air Jordan? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's not true. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Until then, please remember that every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you, my friends, are in there. So until then, adios, everybody.
Radio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Hey, hey, hey. Goodbye. 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 He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.